Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy. He's been around for a long time now, and he has great hair. It's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly. How are you, sir? Oi, oi, Savaloy, Matty boy, you killed that. You killed that considering you are a poorly little silpup at the moment, aren't you, matey? Mate, I really wouldn't mind a trip to the uh, Polynesian Spa right now. <laughs> um, yes, I've been, uh, for, for those who haven't seen, I've been struck down by the, the virus named after the Mexican beer um, and have been for about a week now, though, seem, seemingly on the way back now. But uh, honestly, this weekend was absolutely horrific. Oh, it is. This isn't. This is no joke. So uh, I, I certainly hope everyone is staying safe, keeping their hands and sanitised, wearing masks and all that good stuff because it ain't nice. But I'm on the way up now. I've been. Have, I've had this to look forward to though, mate. Uh, and I generally have as well because I love what we're doing tonight. I've been able to sit back. I've been able to watch some films. I've been wanting to catch up on. Um, I started a series which you've been telling me to watch last oh, week. Uh, been okay. watching a few more episodes of that. So. If anything, I've been using it for a bit of a catch-up time. But um, yeah, on the up now, my friend. Thank you for that. A bit of mat mat time time here, which I think we all should have a bit of mat time. But um, yeah, we should. Enough about me, because you know I'm still here. What about you, mate? Yeah, I'm. I mate, I'm dandy. I'm dandy. All I've been thinking is, mate. In a few days, it's the big one fifty. One hundred and fifty big ones. Oh. Oh, mate, it's it's weird to say that 150 episodes sounds a bit crazy, because let's be honest, it is crazy. You know, two guys chatting every single week about the star in the war. You know, what could be better, mate? But I'm looking forward to this week's show. Um, And we're also dropping a cheeky reminder that you had last week's main show. Matty Boy and I were chatting Boba Fett season review, weren't we? Because, you know, it's better to have like a season big picture review. Um, But then we also had a roundtable and that was really great, wasn't it? Like we had Matthew Bell, Matilda, Adrian on. We had a great time together and some brilliant points were raised from everyone, I think. Yeah, and in true session style, you know, our roundtable, we always aim for about an hour for the roundtable because that's a pretty concise time to get as many opinions across as possible. And in real life, that's enough time for a couple of points. But of course, we we could have gone on for about three hours, the amount of chat that was coming, and it was great chat. And um, yeah, Matilda, Adrian, Big Boy Bill were fabulous guests who all brought something different, different perspectives, opinions, thoughts, and experiences to the table and uh, to the roundtable. Uh, and it just made for a really well-rounded, excuse the pun, conversation. So, oh. um, we love a roundtable session, and we certainly hope you guys enjoyed the Book of Boba Fett Season 1 recap. Um, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. Let us know your thoughts. It's an absolute belter. Um, so mm. shout out to Matty, Boy, Adrian, and Matilda for coming on. And also, 
we want to give a shout out to our latest patrons, don't we, mate? Oh, yes, we do. A huge shout out to our latest patrons, Jaden G, who is joined at the This Is Where the Fun Begins tier, <laughs> and Neil Tobin, who is joined at the High Ground tier. What a pair of legends. Welcome to the session, Sookards, guys. Thank you so, so much. Yep, you know it. All that content we've put out, we're putting out now, and we're going to put out. We really, really hope you enjoy it. Obviously, because you've joined now, you've got the benefit of, what, three years maybe? Two and a half, three years, I think, worth of content to wade through amongst the uh, 150 main episodes and and literally about 60 or 70 subsidiary episodes as well. So thank you so much for supporting the sessions. We do hope you enjoy it. And as Lukey Boy said, welcome to the squad. But um, that's our... That's our Sessions HQ news, but it might be a special episode, but it doesn't mean that there hasn't been news all around the galaxy, which is pretty perp, because now I can hear the bells of Big Ben Kenobi in the background, which can only mean one thing. It must mean, Matty Boy, it must mean it's the Galactic News Round. John Williams is returning to the galaxy far, far away to compose a theme for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Star Wars, The Princess and the Scoundrel, a new novel from Beth Revis that tells the story of Han and Leia's wedding will be arriving this summer. In a conversation with Dave Filoni regarding Grogu on the set of The Mandalorian, George Lucas stated that his main concern was that the kid has to have a proper amount of training. Deadpool actor Ryan Reynolds admits he would be open to a role in Star Wars, saying that would be a real hard thing to say no to. And Tom Veach, the author of classic EU stories, Dark Empire and Tales of the Jedi, has sadly passed away, aged 80. Hi, this is Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. We set up top... 150th episode do you know why we said that guys because this is our 150th episode yes it is uh we said last week that you know how many people uh podcasters content creators start sit down for episode one however they may have begun and realistically think do you know what we are going to be smashing this out for another 149 episodes and more everybody has to dream it but it's whether or not you can do it and somehow uh <laughs> secessions returned week on week we managed to do it um mainly but when we we've said ad nauseum why we've done that we love doing a show we love each other we love all of you guys it's very easy to come back every week to do this so um it's a big deal for us to get to 150 because as much as we want to uh, want to believe that we would it's always hard to believe that you're gonna get to a figure like this when you start off mate some people want to be astronauts some people want to draw (laughs) art for a living some people might want to be architects us matty boy we want to get to 150 plus podcast episodes so i didn't put an exact number on it (laughs) just in case (laughs) you never know this might be the last one this might be the last one it won't be the last one but you know imagine that 150 though that's pretty sweet 
that's pretty sweet. I always get like when whenever I tell friends or family that like aren't super into Star Wars or don't listen to the podcast or or like don't listen to podcasts in general, mm. they go what do you talk about exactly <laughs> like how how do you talk about this much stuff and it's like well you find a way life always <laughs> finds a way um no there is there's there's so much to talk about in this rich universe this rich mythology and so much of that is thanks to george lucas so there we go big up george big up the big gl on our 150th episode but we got some sweet questions in uh and i can't wait to get answering them we got we got some spicy ones didn't we oh we've got some absolutely filthy questions uh this this week we put out the call for some questions for our 150th episode and you certainly delivered so i can't wait to basically spend the entirety of the episode for those who are new to the show by the way we usually have a section we call the bantina where we take your thoughts on our main discussion, we answer some Patreon questions, and we end off with a Star Wars-themed game at the end. We're not doing that mm. this week, because we are dedicating it solely to all of your questions, and we can't wait to dive in. So, Lukey boy, the only question that remains is... Shall we? Oh, let's do it. <laughs> Had to get it in there somewhere, so no, let's kick off first. Yeah, that's it. You know, some things you just got to do. Some things you can't drop. Okay, all right. Let's get into it. So to 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 kick us off, to 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 to, to kick us off is our boy. Uh, you might recognise him. You've heard him recently on the Round Table. Uh, it's Matthew Bell with this spicy voice message, mate boy. Let's hear it. Hi, man, Luke. Big boy Bell here. Congratulations on reaching 150 episodes is looking forward to the next 150. So, on to my question. Since you guys started the podcast, there's been two films, three seasons of live-action TV, but there's also been countless other stuff added to the Star Wars universe. Which of it has been your favourite? Whether that's books, comics, computer games, whatever, really. Cheers. Thanks a lot, guys. Oh, man, what a lad. Um, Stop. It's a great question, Matty Boy. Do you want to take that one first, buddy? For me, oh man, what has been my favourite release since the podcast started? I would like to say one of the films uh, of The Force Awakens immediately mm. springs to mind, but uh, I've I grab my mind immediately gravitates directly to season one of The Mandalorian mm. and um, Jedi Fallen Order, which both came out at the same time, pretty much within two weeks of each other, because yeah. Uh, they just for, for me they felt very very rounded and by that i mean that yeah they were they weren't necessarily one and done but there was a start middle and an end excuse the the the, uh, the term again but there was a plan there and it just felt complete the characters worked for me in mando season 1 it was also the element of surprise like is this thing going to work are we going to can star wars translate to the quote unquote small screen as as it found out that it did and Fallen Order, I've played through a few times now. I really enjoy so many aspects of that game, if not all of them, including the music, which I think is an oft-overlooked element of that game. So uh, I think for live action, it'd be The Mando, season one, because of everything it's given us as fans. And for outside of that, Fallen Order, because partly because I controlled the destiny. I became yeah. a Jedi, so yeah. uh, it's a special game that was, so... 
What about you, mate? Okay, um, for me, I'm going to say also The Mandalorian, but probably season two. I Mm -hmm. really, 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 really enjoyed season two. There was something about it that we were doing our recap. It was the end of 2020, which was a horrid year. So it just, it felt like a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. There was something about that release I think was just so special, Matthew. Just so, so special. I also have a very nostalgic feeling about the rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. As time goes on, like I look back at that, and I, I, for me, for me personally, the film isn't perfect. It has, it has its problems, but I do not enjoy everything around it. You know, I really enjoyed yeah. us going up to Leicester Square to try and sneak into the premiere, and <laughs> you know, trying to blag our That's way nice into time. it, like me kind of having a little little debate with some security guards on whether we were allowed in areas <laughs> and uh, yeah oh uh, there, there, there's a lot of fun about that but i do think the mandalorian season two just about gets it because i i feel nostalgic for that even though that wasn't very long ago um but it, it really paid off for me it really really paid off there are some other shout outs but i think i'm gonna go with that mandalorian season two See, Mando's already kicking us off uh, nicely. Yeah. Rise of yeah. Skywalker isn't a bad shout, to be fair, mate. It's, I also attach a lot of nostalgia and good times to the film and to the lead up. And a lot of it is attributed to this show because yeah. that, yeah. that was the one film which we had a full lead up to. Last Jedi yeah. was a stilted lead up to, I think, uh, whereas we had a full run to Rise of Skywalker from early rumours, casting, speculations, theories, our, and all that. Our first film that we um, were around kind of to chat about was Solo, but that was only on yes. our, like, fourth episode, and that was before we, like, kind of thought, oh, let's make this a regular show or anything like that. Yeah. I, I had not long come back from a honeymoon. <laughs> I, I, I remember, because you missed the first five minutes of the film, if I remember as well. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true as well. I did miss the first few minutes of the film. Um, yeah, we didn't actually come back from the honeymoon on that day, but I'm pretty sure it was like the day after or something stupid. <laughs> yeah, we'd just come back from Bali, and uh, I was tired, but I, I really enjoyed the film. So, yeah, there's that too. There's that too. Here we go. Always been de- dedicated to the sessions, even from episode, well, unofficial episode four but always um, on the move always on the move another happy landing so uh <laughs> cheers matthew bell uh gordon brown he said that's his question he said hi fellas congratulations on reaching 150 episodes thanks mate i'm pleased to say i've listened to every one of them and congratulations on the thriving community you've created as you've made your way through the podcasting galaxy a bit of a personal question for this special occasion if you weren't podcasting about the wars what else would you both choose to podcast about? Here's to another 150 episodes of the sessions. All the best, Gordon. May the force be with you. Uh, Lukey boy, Gordon brings up some great points about the community as well there. Mm-hmm. What would you podcast about though, mate, if you weren't doing it about the, uh, Star Wars? Right. I don't, man, Gordon, there's so much stuff I can chat about. Buildings. I'm, I'm a proper chat about a chatterbox. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably buildings, <laughs> probably architecture, construction. Uh, I really enjoy photography. I love, um, oh yeah, probably, probably architecture. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, there's a few things I, I like history too. I love history. Mm. Um, 
and I, I can chat even we've chatted about that haven't we maybe and like our walks and that like you know we, Many times. we should just record that sometime we should put that out as a podcast just be like it's a it's an anti-star wars episode and we're just talking about everything but star wars uh but yeah that's probably what i'd lean toward but i i also sometimes like listening to my, myself i like listening to little limited series or reviews of like cartoon shows like um there's a show called futurama rama where these two guys go through and listen to the backlog of, uh, they go back and watch the backlog of Futurama and record about that. And I've, I always thought like, oh man, that's sweet. Like, I'd love to get like an old show that my brother and I grew up watching and do kind of recaps on that or something. But I don't know. It's all about time and passion, I think. But, um, yeah, but fortunately, both Matty Boy and I are chatterboxes. So we can talk about a, g- a great deal of things uh matty boy what are you saying mate what's your answer because you don't you don't podcast outside of star wars sessions do you no i mean i don't like to talk about a great many things um (laughs) i already do another one uh with my man john burke the bamp uh we do that every tuesday uh sorry uh behind a looking glass we do that every thursday it comes out um and that's a movie podcast we talk about um the the biggest or most interesting release of the week in a non-spoiler format uh and we then also talk about some of the in, uh, movie news that's come out or the or what we find to be interesting and then we basically just talk about what we've been playing or watching or reading for the last week or so uh, and then we do a spoiler episode for monday as well which is about 10 minutes long so i already do one and it's really good uh, and you should all go and listen to it it's uh it's back, that one's actually been going for even longer that's been that's been going since 2017, I think. Um, mm. in ver- it started as a monthly and then became a fortnightly and then a weekly, very similar to this one, actually. Um, but that's every Thursday, and that's uh, a lot of fun to do. So if you love movies, go and check it out, and it's available for everybody's ears to listen to. It's a really good show. Uh, oh, man, I do, I do. I also do movie astrology with John as well, where we do a year in film history. That's That's a regular show, we call it, every few months. Uh, so check that one out as well. But um, so my two two things I love the most pretty much is, even though one's very general, is just films. I love films. And Star Wars, and I'm blessed enough to be able to speak about both of them on a weekly basis with some fabulous people. So uh, living the dream, I think the phrase is there, mate. Yeah, that's it. That is it. And I, li- I listen to, like, so much stuff. I listen to... I've I've listened to some of your shows. I listen to sports podcasts. I listen to all kinds of podcasts. Um, like, yeah, deep podcasts, too. And <laughs> I, there's, there's just so much great content, and you can learn so much through audio. Yes. I don't know what it is. There, there's something really cool about this medium. But, um, yeah, there we go. Great question, Gordon. Nice one, you, you cheeky little Scotsman. We love you. Right, <laughs> okay. Up next, we've got another cheeky uh, British guy. He's a Welshman. It's Luke Summerfield with this cheeky voice message. Matty boy, let's hear it. Ian Cant a Pimp Deg. That's 150 in Welsh, by the way. Llonga Varchiadau, congratulations. Thanks for keeping the sessions alive during your recent Back to Tank visits. My question is, you've awoken in the Star Wars universe, you can't remember who you are, and you're walking in basic overalls on the lower levels 1313 on Coruscant, 
with 150 credits in your pocket. How and what would you do to make your way in the universe? You, you, you heroes. And remember, Palpatine loves a good Star Wars session. What a cheeky lad. We love it, don't we? We love that Welshman. Uh, Matty boy, what are you saying? You wake uh, up. What are you doing? What do you smell? Well, blimey, it depends what kind of night it's been, I guess. But um, <laughs> uh, we do love that Welshman. He's a naughty Welshman. Um, he is. What, did, well, what I'd probably do is I'd probably wake up, get beaten up and captured by some Tuscan Raiders and learn to live with them for a little while. But uh, on, on Coruscant... Do you know what? I'd have to. Be, I'd have to use my la- uh, my loaf a little bit here. I would. I've got 150 credits in my pocket. I would basically use some of it to get a drink. Got to have a drink, uh, and maybe some, maybe like a Ronto wrap or something. But then I'd give the rest to a bartender just, just to give me a job. Basically, <laughs> let me have a job. I'd make some cash. I'd hear the stories of the other pilots or the scoundrels who come in of. Who, how best to get off the planet or who to avoid, who to get in with. And I would basically go from there. I'd get a job in a bar, or uh, which in canon seems to be quite a good way of hearing all of the stories. I believe that's how uh, Lando heard Ochi of Bestoon or something like that because he was hammered in a bar. Well, I'm sure that was something like that. But I would work in a bar. I would get all of the uh, info I need from there, get a few quid in my pocket, and hopefully make my way out of the galaxy there. Do you know what? It's also no bloodshed, as long as there's no naughty patrons. I don't get beaten up, I don't get shot, I don't get stabbed, so it's mm. hopefully a fairly easy living. So that's what I'm doing, mate. I'm giving I'm giving a, most of it to a bartender just to give me a job, even though I've got no experience, make some cash and try and keep my head down. What about you, mate? Um, 150 credits, then invested in Bitcoin. Coin, coin. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk to you about NFTs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, how and what would I do? Um, yeah, I'd probably get my 150 credits, get one of those credits and uh, go up to like a car park or something like that. And someone would be like getting out their groceries, their shopping. They'd be like, I've just been down Tesco. Uh, They're getting out their bags. And I just sneak up to them. I throw one of those credits at their face. (laughs) And then I throw another few. And they're like, oh, me eyes, me eyes. (laughs) And they fall to the ground. I then jump in their speeder. I steal it. I steal it. You naughty man. Well, look, I'm on 1313 on Coruscant. Good shout. You know, thank you. Good shout. There we Good go. Shout. And okay. what? And what would we do now? I'd probably join um, a drifting gang. Why drifting do you mean gang. drift? Why do you mean drift? Well, what do I mean drift? I mean the greatest film ever made, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I'm going to just be basically living Tokyo Drift in Star Wars. In fact. No, I'm going to go to a cafe. I'm going to go to Dex's Diner after my drifting. I'm going to write a story for the Star Wars people about in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah? In the future. I'm here for this. There are people There are people who have speeders, but they have wheels on them. And, <laughs> All with 150 and, credits. 
and they go, <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of this is pretty much free. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've stolen, <laughs> I've stolen the speeder. I've learned to drift in it. I'm going to Dexter's Diner. I, I, what am I like? I'm, I've got 140 credits because I chucked 10 of those credits at that person's face. That's true. So, good point. You know, I'm now at the diner. I've spent a couple credits on pancakes or something. Mm. I don't know. Mm. And um, I'm just taking it easy. But I'm writing this story about this fantasy world where people live on this planet called Earth and they race cars sideways around corners in a place called Tokyo. But people relate to it because they'll be like, wow, that sounds so crazy. It's a city. Be like, yes, well, our planet's a city, but this is just the biggest city on Earth. People so, go wild, especially when they never d- the cars do donuts as well. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know a lot of people are interested in the story, so I'm hoping that that will make me pretty rich on Coruscant. I'll get invited to some galas, you know, some operas. You've, you've won this because I've I've been like, oh, do you know what? I'd go and work. <laughs> like it basically when you, when you, <laughs> yeah. when you strip it down, like I'll just go and do some work. <laughs> you're like, I'll and go you're and like, get I'm nine beat five. someone up, nick their speeder, uh, have a couple of pancakes. Uh, talk about drifting. <laughs> you've got it. You've done it well here. Thanks, mate. We can let off some fireworks as well. Yeah, just, whilst, just in general. And I'll be sitting there watching them whilst I work. <laughs> yeah, you'll be washing up. You'll be washing up and then chewing on a Snickers That's and be it, like, yeah. "Oh, what could have been, eh?" With those hundred fifty credits, <laughs> and then I this should have invested roller. in Bitcoin when I when I had the <laughs> Then this high fly with great hair comes in, chucks a credit <laughs> in my face, and demands a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, that must be Master Blywalker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh mate. That was a fun question, laugh. wasn't it? That was classic Summerfield. Classic nice Summerfield. Summerfield, yeah. Naughty boy. Um, thank you for that, mate. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. And our next one is from a guy I've uh, grown to be rather fond of. I've heard of him. Sean Hudson, my brother. He says, in an alternate universe, Lord Cabbage, oi, and I host a monthly session spin-off. What would it be called and what would the structure be? Um, Lukey boy, firstly, who is Lord Cabbage and what would the structure of this monthly session spin-off be? Mm, Right, okay. Lord Cabbage, ahoy, is my brother. (laughs) <laughs> so you've got the brother of Hudson and the brother of Bly coming together. And I was explaining this to my brother, and at first he didn't get it. He was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no, James, listen, in a parallel universe, yeah, you have you and Sean met in a Costa, probably in <laughs> London or something, or the Google building. And um, you, you, you decide, oh, yeah, we're going to do a podcast. And uh, what would I think? I think they'd probably do a Middle Earth or Tolkien show. Because your, your brother loves Tolkien. My brother loves Tolkien. And uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, maybe, like coming up. So maybe mm-hmm. they'd do something on that. I, I think it'd be a Middle Earth one. Straight up. Straight up. Um, That's a good shout. I hadn't yeah, thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. What would you think? Oh, I just thought like technology. <laughs> I thought they'd just talk about <laughs> Google or something. <laughs> to talk about <laughs> how technology's maps. changed, basically. Uh, the something funny thing is, those he, lines. Y- your brother is a map guy, isn't he? Uh, yes, he's a he is a map guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I is. love maps. He I so- I l- I can read maps for forever. I love maps. 
I like Google Earth. I know it's not necessarily the same, but I quite like going on Google Earth oh. sometimes and being like, ah, oh, what would it be like to just walk through the streets of, I know, like you see, you mentioned Tokyo or or oh. somewhere else. I really like it. But um, yeah, I would. I assume they just talk about like yeah, tech, work, maps, or potentially uh, whatever was behind the bar. But I hadn't actually thought about the the Rings of Power, Lord of the Rings. That probably makes a lot more sense. Um, because I don't think, yeah, it wouldn't be Star Wars. I think you're right. Lord of the Rings, mate. I think you've nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Quite frankly, mate. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So they added a few um, hashtags in there. Proud of our baby brothers. Hashtag, well, I don't know. Don't know about that. <laughs> Hashtag take me to the sanctuary. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, there's some good ones in there. Yeah. Classic. All right, then. Uh, thank you so much, Sean. And hopefully, you never know. Hopefully, wouldn't it be grand? We, we need to get them both on a show together. That would be like the ultimate crossover event. Like the it, Twilight really? Zone. Yes, absolutely. Uh, next, we've got Paul Mulholland who asks this. What is the point in the Star Wars app? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, hang on. What, what is the point in the Star Wars app? When The Force Awakens was released, it was full of new content, selfies, GIFs, AR games. Now, I don't think there's been any meaningful updates since Solo, and that was just new GIFs. The app had so much potential, but it's just wasting space on my phone. May boy, may boy, have you got the Star Wars app? Uh, I have used the Star Wars app before for the reasons that uh, Paul mentioned. Because when it came out, it was um, advertisers. You know, you could as this augmented reality, so you could put a stormtrooper in your front room or something like that, or, yeah. or the English rose in your front room. I was like, yeah, sign me up. But, oh. um, and these different, like, you know, photo <laughs> templates and data bank entries and stuff like that. But it That's has told you, yeah. That's what pretty much English roads could be wherever I was and I could take pictures and be like, Oh, here's, here's me having dinner with, <laughs> with Ray. Um, nobody believed me, mind, but uh, in my head it was canon and true. So, um, but yeah, it seems to have fallen off. But a lot, a lot of apps do this, I find, especially when they're tying into something, uh, a brand necessarily. The, the I've got one on my phone. I've got the Ghostbusters app prior to the new Afterlife film coming out, and yeah, that scene. Uh, it's not called Afterlife; it's called you know Ghostbusters. But it's it'll, it's slowed down a lot now that the films aren't coming out. However, Star Wars films have been coming out, and they just haven't really been updating it. So I don't know. I don't really know why, because I think uh, an app like a website or like a social media account is a powerful tool if you use it properly, and the amount of things that you can do on an app that you can't do on Instagram or Twitter or your Facebook or whatever is huge. So if they're not updating it, then I do think it's a missed opportunity because uh, it's it, you're cornering in a, a, a certain niche area of the market, which again, you can't do on other uh, platforms. So I don't know why, frankly, if they're not doing it, it's poor form, especially when they've got things like Galaxy's Edge, they've got the Galactic Star Cruiser, coming out uh, or launching sorry um but and they've always got new things coming out especially this year that would be the perfect time to get that app fully operational again so if it isn't i really think they're missing out a trick there mate yeah it's a hard one isn't it because 
you you need to sit down and ask like what do you want a star wars app to be i don't think it knows what it wants to be i do have the app installed as well paul um i i was enjoying while um book of boba was coming out i was enjoying like the you'd see the um bring home the bounty stuff come through on there but the link slot wouldn't always work properly like, i don't know if hmm. anyone else experienced that but m- maybe it was um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that changes from whether you're using iOS or Android. But um yeah, there is some decent stuff about it, but also there's some um kind of naff stuff about it. I can't even lie. While you said while you were answering that question, I loaded it up, loaded up the app. I've got it up right now, and I'm looking through the selfies bit, and that's pretty good fun. I forgot about these. So we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to do those again. I'm going to have to up- I'll have to download this app and we can upload some selfies. Yes, I think so. I think so. But it seems like the app doesn't really know 100% what it wants to be. You know, it's like it's trying to do too much. You've got, like, a countdown in um, to Star Wars Celebration. That's quite sweet, I suppose. You've got this day in Star Wars history, official news, official videos. But, you know, are people going to go to these places for official news? I don't know. I don't think they would. I think they'd just load up social media, wouldn't they? They'll find out via Instagram, Twitter, or just go to the website. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, I think they need to just figure out what what the point of it is. And as... (laughs) To go back to the to the original question, what is the point of the Star Wars app? <laughs> oh, <poor laughs> which, is, which is pretty cool. You've got the Galaxy's Edge integration there, I think. Yeah, you do. Uh, Discover secrets of Black Spire Outpost. Yeah, but I think that I think you have to download a separate app for that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, no. Nah, well, I don't know what you buy, but Paul's a very good salesman for Disney because I've just downloaded the app again. I've now got it on my phone. So <laughs> they've got an extra download from me. But what is the point of it? I don't really know by the sounds of it now. Have, give, give, <laughs> given what I've heard from Paul and Lukey Boy, then I'm not sure. But I'm going to give it another look through and see exactly what it's all about. But... I do think that they're missing a trick if they're not really utilising their app well. Yeah. Do they do they need news? They can have news on there, but have it more about the about the the selfie side or um, like they've got that on the one of the screenshots. It's like what's the weather like on Endor? You know, daft, but it's quite fun. You know, like galactic weather and things like that. Make it like an actual in universe app, as if you're in the galaxy. That would be pretty if, cool, I think. It, if anything, I think it takes itself slightly too seriously. Like, mm-hmm. just Probably. focus. I, I think the people, the reason people would have a lot of fun with this is, like, the interaction stuff, like, the selfies and, um, like, the video content. I think that's what... Were you just loading... Were you just <laughs> yeah, playing just, something? I, just loaded that up. I didn't realise it had noise. <laughs> a soundboard. Which, again, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Ooh, like, that's it? where... That's what I gravitate to. I don't gravitate toward the official news, the official videos. and I'm gravitating toward all the silly stuff, like the soundboards, the selfies, stickers. and So that's what I reckon, Paul. Great question, though, buddy. Yes. Nice one, mate. And if anybody else knows what the point of it is, do let us know. Uh, moving on now, we've got a voice message from Chris Fox. So the only good thing to do would be to listen to it. Hello there, it's Chris here. Um, as an avid collector of Star Wars, I wanted to pose to you fellas, what's the prized possession in your collections? If you were to choose one piece from a burning house, which bit would you be grabbing on the way out? 
keep up the great work, fellas. And uh, yeah, may the force be with you. Collectors. Oh. Uh, we're burning down the house, mate. Someone called Luke Bly's just chucked some credits in the oven. They've exploded the place. Um, <laughs> but we've got, we've got to collect one of our prized collectibles. What are you picking, mate? It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this, this app's coming in handy, man. My, my missus, my missus is going to listen. She's going to tell me off. No, <laughs> yeah. I actually think my most prized Star Wars possession. It's a hard one because I do have a lot of Star Wars tat, but I can't help but feel of my uh, uh, think of my Lego Millennium Falcon that my my wife then. Uh, girlfriend or fiance? I can't even remember. You know, I think she was just my girlfriend at the time. Lucky but, lady. Um, yeah, she she got me a Lego Millennium Falcon, and man, the when I got that thing, when when I when I got the box and it was packaged and wrapped and everything, and I opened it up, I was like, oh no, it no, like I was shaking it around. I was like, that that isn't Lego, surely. And I'd not had a Lego set since I was a kid, and just that feeling when I got it and building it, taking my time to build it. I don't know, man. It's just so special. It's so special. I have some other favorites. I have some action figures that I love. Um, my brother and uh, my sister-in-law got me a lightsaber. Um, and I, there, there's so much stuff that I love. But I can't help but think of the classic Lego Millennium Falcon 2015. I adore that thing. What about you, mate, boy? What are you saying? Uh, sorry, I was just taking a selfie on the app. Um, yeah. <laughs> for me... <laughs> Uh, um, but the, on the app, they spelled Alderaan wrong, which really winds me up. You're um, joking. Now they've put two R's in it, which I can't be dealing with. Whilst you're investigating that, for me, um, well, I said recently on the show and two Luke Bly and assorted buddies that I like, uh, you know, in terms of collecting, I like collecting like promotional stuff and things like that. Uh, we were saying it to our friends at the Garb- Into the Garbage Troop podcast recently that, you know, I like collecting things like the Padme Amidala Phantom Menace KFC cup topper, which I have there, or the, uh, a a Boba Fett galactic figurine mug, or my new Bib Fortuna mug, which is oh. both terrifying and beautiful, beautiful. at the same yeah. time. But it is, <laughs> yeah. It's literally staring at me now, these big red eyes. It's really, really creepy. Um, I'll have to move it, I think, when the little beast comes around, because I think it will be terrifying. Um but my most prized possession, that's a really good one. I immediately think of the uh, sort of collection of uh, cups from Rogue One, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and things like that, mm. where, which we, where we got at Odeon, I think it was, or Cine- it was Odeon. Uh, those kind of things, or some of the artwork which have been sent to us. We've been so lucky to have had stuff sent. Uh, Johnny O sent us a lightsaber. We had a Mandalorian uh, piece of artwork sent. So my mind goes more towards that kind of stuff. Yeah. Stuff that can't really be replaced, if you know yeah. what I mean. I've got yeah. my English Road Shrine over there, but I could rebuy those black series. They, uh, other than the artwork of a, I can't really. I could always probably get that recommissioned, but probably some of the art, the artwork I've got, mate, because uh, it feels special. You know, it feels yeah. like it was. It feels unique. It wasn't. It's not. It's not mass produced around the world. So I'd probably get some of those because they mean more to me than the black series figures or, or, or the vintage collection, despite the fact that I love them and I'm so pleased to have them. It'd probably be the artwork I've got mate and the artwork that has been, uh, we've bought or been sent to us. That, that's what I'd go for. 
Mate, mate, love it. Cups. I think yeah, we love I, cup. I, I think I think you're lying if you're saying that Bib Fortuna Cup isn't isn't your most prized possession ever. It is at the minute. I'll give you that because yeah. the way it's staring yeah. at me and it's sitting next to the Porg mug and Boba Fett. You know, it's <laughs> it's a thing of beauty, mate. I, I mean, I, just, I never thought about about ever getting it until uh, <laughs> I was peer pressured into buying it. <laughs> no, be honest. There was, was no the peer moment pressure. you locked eyes with that. Bib Fortuna mug, you were just love. thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's so, because there was, there, I'll, I'll, I've have, I have put a picture on socials. At some point, I'll stick it on the stories or something again, but you can get a Boba Fett one, Darth Vader, uh, probably a 3PO, and say, you know, the the obvious choices. But then yeah. it was like Bib Fortuna and a Gamorrean guard. And obviously, because it's, at the time, it was Book of Boba Fett centric. I was like, this just feels right to get it. And then um, when we spoke to, our friends Cat and Silver, they she had the same one. I was like, man, my great minds think alike, and it's. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that too many people don't have it because I want it to be special. But uh, yeah, these there, I'll post it alongside the Boba Fett one as well. And you know, if you guys really like it, maybe on Patreon I'll do a video, five minutes of just me drinking out of it. You know, I I, I actually would watch that. I think you should do a live stream of you just sitting there drinking it. Well, if I don't I'm know what joking. we're doing. Could I you don't imagine? know what we're doing for for May the fourth or, or or later in the year in terms of video, but uh, I will, if if we're doing a video stream, a special one, I will use that cup. I will have that cup and that cup only. I I, I feel a challenge coming on, mate. <laughs> That's what I feel. That's what right. I feel. Okay, all right, Chris. There you go. Yes, sick Ed. Thank you so much, you naughty boy. Uh, on to our next question. Our good friend, absolute legend, lovely bloke, Bobby Lawson, with this cheeky voice message. Let's hear it, mate. Hi, guys. Massive congratulations on episode one hundred and fifty. My question for you on this uh, frabjous day is: What breed of Clutunian do you think would make an ideal family pet? May the force be with you. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's always got a great question. I'm assuming he'd been right. down the pub and thought about this one again. Yeah, classic. Classic Bobby. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Matt? I mean... Um, what breed of Clatoonian would make a decent house pet? Uh Right, the well, uh, the ones in Return of the Jedi are pretty harmless. They didn't really look like their their hearts were in it. Um, I don't think they wanted to harm anyone. Um, otherwise, though, I'd take a West Highland Clatoonian Terrier. I think they'd be pretty nice to have a cuddle with. Nice, nice. What about you, mate? Um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm probably going to go with a a a Clatoonian Black Labrador. <laughs> Because that's what my brother's dog is. I'll keep it realistic, mate. Come on. I mean, that's all, you know, I'd be like, very good, Clatoonian. Now go, go kill that person over there. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Um, Yeah, I mean, I like, I I do like dogs. I mean, Clatoonians with big floppy ears. Yeah, it would take away some menace, wouldn't it? Like, I call their ears their floppers. They're what? Because they're floppers. Because <laughs> <laughs> their ears just flop around. <laughs> Bobby, what have you done, Bobby? What have you done? 
Yeah, like when a dog, like I love when a dog's like running. I mean, a Clatoonian's just running and their dog, their ears just like flopping around. You're like, oh, look at them. Yeah, when they're not raiding villages. When they're not raiding villages in, in Mandalorian. Their gut. <laughs> when they're not doing stupid stuff, you know, Clatoonians can be quite sweet, really. Okay, so, when it, when it comes to dinner time, you know, they're you've just got like to be careful. You've got to be careful they don't wee and poo everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to make sure they're properly disciplined. But yeah, when they're you're asleep, just like, they're just as cute as anything else. You're just like in your lounge having some like crackers or something. And there's just a Clatoonian in the corner squatting down. You've got to imagine a, cl- yeah, a Clatoonian like, deposit is probably larger than a standard dog. Clatoonian, get up! Yeah. <laughs> no. You go, oh man, you've got to think of a name for it then. How are you going to walk that thing as well? You've got to think mm. about the practicalities of this. Do they need walking? I, do you know what? I'd probably just at this rate take them to the sea and um, when the tide is out, like down Canvey or South End or something, when, when the tide's out, go walk along, be like, right, Clitoon, go run over there and stay <laughs> there. And then stay <laughs> there. Don't move, okay, until I say so. Then I'll just walk home, let the tide come in. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the galactic pound, but okay, fair enough. And, it, you know, be like, right, that's that problem solved. So <laughs> on to the And then at night time, uh, thunder and lightning. <laughs> and it, the face just lights up against my window of this Clatoonian <laughs> looking into my lounge. Oh, Written and directed by George Lucas appears on the screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's the end of that one. Yeah. <laughs> you thought I, You thought I was gone. I, I'm never gone. Clatonian. Clatonian. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, um, all right. the same goes for everybody else as well. We, we're answering these questions, but you can all join in. What I, what breed of Clatonian would be your ideal house pet? Yeah. As yeah. the same goes for the rest of our questions as well. Give us the answers, but especially, uh, you know, how you dealing with a naughty Clatonian, you know, not being house trained, you know, we would love to know your thoughts on all of that. Um, Nice one, Bobby Lawson, always bringing the filth. Hello, this is Ahmed Best. I am Jar Jar Binks in the prequels of Star Wars. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, which is probably the UK's best Star Wars program. Speaking of someone who's always bringing the filth, direct from a yacht on the Mediterranean, probably. It's a Belgian Bond, Vadim Simmons, and he's dropped us his voice message. Hi, fellas. You have to get a Star Wars quote on your forehead, or the Death Star destroys the planet. Do it. And congrats on the 150. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, right, Lukey boy, you have to get a Star Wars quote tattooed on your forehead, or the Death Star's going to blow up Earth. To be honest, I wouldn't either. Either's fine by me, but which one are you after, mate? Um... Right, well, I'm going to just let the planet blow up, mate, because I'm <laughs> sure we'll be a we'll we'll be on Mars by then, won't we? Or if it's in <laughs> if it's in Star Wars world, <laughs> Star Wars world, Star Wars then world. then um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd, again, I'd just let them blow up any random planet. To be honest, just be like, I'm not, I'm not going through this just for some stupid planet. You know, it could be anything. Could be a planet that no one lives on. So, or if I were to, Matty boy, because I can hear your silence there. You're de- I know, I'm listening, you're like, I'm listening. You're like, I, know, listening. You're like I, I don't agree. Then <laughs> if, if needs be, then I'll get this just uh, on my forehead. 
Mind tricks gonna work on me. Only money. <laughs> that's it. it. That's all I did, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'd have the whole face of Watto on my cheek. And then <laughs> <laughs> if Watto's on my cheek, my, my cheek or my face, um, <laughs> with a speech mark going up to my forehead. So only money. <laughs> so people know, people know I'm an absolute G unit as soon as I walk into the uh, gaff. So <gasps> is that what about you, on your face? Yeah. <laughs> Are you an angel? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, my, don't, don't, dist- don't uh, take my silence for anything other than listening intently to see what revelation you're going to drop out next, mate. Yeah. Um, just let, let, let I, planets blow up. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know. I would probably let the planet blow up as well. Let's just start again. Um, uh, by the way, there's a plane going overhead. So if you can hear that, then that might it's actually be the Death Star. So um, it's a speeder, uh, and his name's Anakin. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm a person. I would rather have um, if I had to have something. I'd probably have um, that smells stinker whiff from Josh Pink's. Just so even yeah, that's in my, a good one. <laughs> even in my darkest moments if i went every time i go to the bathroom or uh, a reflective surface i'd see that and be like oh (laughs) how do i not find that ridiculous line that made its way into a massive blockbuster funny that smells stinker with or along the lines of your watto um quote obviously um your your swag quote i'd have a i'd have greasy money baby tattooed on my forehead you know, we wouldn't want to have that. So you'd have your one about credits. I'd have greasy money. Are you talking, when you say greasy money, you're talking about like a portrait of his face on your forehead? Or are you talking I don't about. I actually have the words greasy money, baby, on my forehead. Oh, man. That's proper gangster. That's yeah, proper. That's like, I mean, you could become proper. like a, you could become like a rapper, like Lil Maddie. Lil yeah. Huddy. <laughs> yeah, I am fairly little anyway, so it and would be you just, uh, correct. Have some like, um, like a couple of gold teeth, and you're there, mate. You're there. Calamari flan hanging around my neck. <laughs> Dye your hair bright blue, and you're there. I, I'd be like, mate, when's your mixtape dropping on SoundCloud? Yeah, mate. You you wait to wait to hear Lil Hud, Lil Lil Matty's uh, mixtape. The drip coming off that from SoundCloud coming near you soon. Oh, too much, um, mate. We- yeah, I mean, some- it probably would be too much. So much drip, it's going to flood us, mate. It's going to flood us. Thanks for sending that in, Vadim, you naughty legend. Your filth back, um, filth back yes. Uh, up next, we've got Scott Fisher, who asks this question. Uh, my question is, with all the external locations you've recorded sessions, be it at the pub or uh, pre-COVID, Comic-Con, Nerd Base, and even on location for Andor filming, which of these external locations has been your it been in your opinion the best place uh for recording a session stay safe and spicy and also looking forward to the next watch along fii i'm in the army so everyone else drink responsibly essex clone (laughs) (laughs) just to just to throw that in there (laughs) um scotty boy uh naughty question matty boy uh favorite place of recording what are you saying mate that's a really good question, actually, Scotty boy, um, because yeah, we we record in our homes, but we've had the we've had the joy of being able to do it out and about on location and um, in various places around Essex and London, and we've we've done it on we did a we did our very first ever pubcast on a train to London, um, 
we were going to a pub was our um that was our idea behind it but so we've done it quite a few places it was fun doing it on the train because then you got to hear the the announcements in the background and it felt like everyone was with us but uh, i love a pub sesh mate it's very simple uh, i do enjoy sitting in the pub with a pint uh, like we did back in the day you know pre-pandemic yeah. and whatnot being able to have a pint and just chat it felt very you know that was the whole point about pubcasts, which is one of our patreon shows is that we, we meet up as we did anyway but we'd bring the microphones mm. and we'd just talk Star Wars and we'd have a pint. And it would pretty much last for the duration of our pint or whatever. Um, but it just felt very relaxed and it felt very um, uh, loosey, like loosey-goosey, like we call it. So I, yeah. I've always enjoyed a pub session. Hey, look, I love doing it on, on location at Comic-Con. I love doing it in Earthbase. Doing it at Coriton and everywhere around there was filth as well. But there's something about just sitting back, having a pint, maybe a packet of crisps as well, and a pub sesh which really worked for me. But then again, we also did it in Gloucester Park a few times in Basildon. and that was filth. Donuts, yeah. coffee. Oh, yeah. man. I think, oh, right, it's either the pub or, or the park where we'd have donuts and a coffee because, again, <laughs> it was a very similar vibe, except we could sit yeah. down in the sun. So it depends on the weather, pub or park for me. But good question, though, mate. Good question. What about you, Lukey boy? What What's funny is we actually, um, our friend Jay Marchand, who's a great artist on Instagram, yes. He does some awesome stuff, and he's done some licensed Star Wars stuff too. He is fantastic. Give yes. him a follow. Um, he's been listening to our back catalogue of of shows, uh, so it's a rel- I'd say he's a rel- relatively new listener, and he's listening to the old ones. And he listened to the one where we reviewed the art of the Mandalorian, and we recorded that main show on mostly a bench in. <laughs> Gloucester Park yeah, and a little them. bit from Greg's as well we did like a whole little <laughs> outing it was basically just like we we recorded the show throughout like the Basden Town Centre yeah. and mate that was a fun show but the temperature just dropped do you remember that during the recording yes. during the main show the temperature just dropped a few degrees and I just couldn't shut up about it and Jay was messaging us saying you guys are so funny like and at the end of the show I go I said something was so, I forgot about it but as soon as he said it I remembered he's like I went you better appreciate this guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> at the end, <laughs> yeah you know all in jest but not really it was, uh, it was great hammering fun. it down wasn't it we've had some good times i really enjoyed Andor, though mate for me like yeah. that was fun like we got up early a couple of times and like just running around like Coriton and canvey island and trying to have a little sneak peek at what's going on over the, the river we were considering like trying to walk like all the way down to this river finding a crossing and going all the way back <laughs> up just these, these stupid ideas but um oh wow what a load of fun what a load of fun that was i loved it but the mcm as well oh mcm See? episodes they're fun it's really difficult to choose that's why there's such a good question um i'm i'm probably as of right now i'm gonna say the andor filming because that was the first of any any kind of like show coverage like at the front line you yeah. know that yeah. we've ever done and not many people get to do that at all you know, it's not often that you do a Star Wars podcast and you find out that Star Wars has been filmed 10 minutes from your house. Yeah. You know, that true. doesn't happen often. And so I'm going to say Andor. Great question. 
dirty answer because I, I we, we met the other week and I remember saying, do you know what? I fancy doing the walk. I wanted to do the walk again, go to Canvey and walk down the seafront and retrace the steps because also you get a ton of steps in as well. It's good for you. Do it's, it's, it's really for, far. Yeah, it's good for yeah. your lungs. It's good for your legs and it's good for your steps. But also just to to gaze upon what is going to become a Star Wars location officially again in about six seven months. You know that, that's exciting. So um, Scotty boy. Thank you so much for that question, uh, but... We're not done yet. <laughs> great, <laughs> great use soundboard. of the app. Forget the soundboard. We don't need this. That was soundboard? That was the soundboard from the oh, It app, was so. the soundboard. Okay, I thought that was the app. All right. No, it, no, uh, def- no, sorry, no, it was the soundboard on the app, yes. It was the soundboard on the app. Okay, soundboard yes, on the app, this... Yeah. We're this not, app we're not done yet um <clears throat> we're not done yet because we've got johnny olaf our boy from the starbird files local boy huh he says hello yeah 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 heroes congrats on 150 episodes and the incredible community you've created uh, of which you are uh, an integral part mate my main question is what have been the highlights of the sessions podcast for you over the years also when and where is the first sessions con and why is it cyprus shout out to georgie georgie boy uh, a couple more random questions. What planet that we have not previously seen in live action would you most want to see on screen? And you can only have one fast food brand for the rest of your life. What are you choosing? Greg's is off the table. From your friend, Johnny O. So, Lukey boy, highlights of the show. Uh, Sessions con. Come on, bro. Uh, what planet would mm. you want to see on screen that we haven't seen? And fast food brand. Over to you. Right, okay. Um, Sessions Con. Um, it's complicated. There's a, I don't know if it, we can count it as a Sessions Con, but there's an event that we want to do that we're looking into and talking to a few people about, but stay tuned for that. Um, it'll most likely, heads up, it'll most likely be in London. So there's that. Uh, yes. Was that another app noise I heard? <laughs> It's just no, honestly, mate. I'm call call me unprofessional, but I'm not even touching anything. It's just it's my my uh my phone screen <laughs> turned on, and uh, obviously when I'm guessing that the app when you uh, open it again, it makes that noise. I didn't even do it. <laughs> it's it it knows it Let knows we're recording. Listen, so yeah, I I I think um there's something in the pipeline. Stay tuned, um. I would want to see. Oh, I just had it in my. What's the name? Flipping Star Wars Rebels Planet. Um, Lothal. Well, Ezra Lothal. Thank you. I, I Ooh, just had that in my show. head. Yeah, I'd want to see Lothal because I think it looks Star Warsy enough, but it's it just it's it's also uh, quite. It's a wee bit different too, and I like that it's a city area. To me, it looks not not as much like a desert, but more like. It actually reminds me of like middle America, kind of mm-hmm. like Kansas and just like Nebraska, just fields of like crops and stuff. That's just kind of what it reminds me of. Um, number two, um, fast food for the rest of my life. And Greg's is off the table. Right. I'm going to have to try and be a bit clever here because I mean, I'm leaning towards KFC, but then again, I love Taco Bell. Oh. And it is brand, so I can't choose. I can't choose, like, Indian food. Because, like, Indian food would probably be number one, but it, that's not brand. 
So I don't know. But then again, McDonald's, mm. the thing is with McDonald's is they change their menu around a lot and you do have that diversity of, oh, you want, you want some fried chicken? There's chicken selects. Nugs? Nugs. You want a McRib? You ain't having it. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that. But it's a hard one, mate. I'm maybe, I'm full, it does feel like a shame, but for practical reasons, or is Subway there? Nah, I don't know. Subway just get a bit old, wouldn't it? I might have to go McDonald's, you know. Super size my, super size my, super size McDonald's. Um, <laughs> man, okay. Uh, so McDonald's and Lothal. Uh, okay. Sessions come, what Luke said, um, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Uh, man, I'd I'd love to put on a big old con and get everyone together. That'd be filth. Um, What's been uh, actually? What's been the highlights of the sessions for you, mate? You didn't answer that part. I've just seen highlights of the sessions. Yeah, what have been the highlights of the podcast? What have been the highlights of the sessions? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So really, you got flipping three or four questions in there, Johnny, you naughty boy. Right. Okay. Highlight of the sessions podcast over the years. Yeah. honestly like the social aspect just meeting up running around leicester square again on rise of skywalker premiere that was really fun it was only the other day i kid you not i was looking at videos uh like that people had taken on youtube and put on youtube of um of them being at the premiere of rise of skywalker but they weren't in the premiere they were walking like around it and guess who you see multiple times in the background matty boy and myself (laughs) and isaac as well because he came along too and oh man that was that was fun that was fun that was really fun i loved when we all met up at nerd base i really enjoyed mcm as well I love them. I love MCM both times that we did it for sessions. It's a hard one. I don't think there is a favorite. I can't lie. And even some stuff, Johnny Boy, that you've not seen yet. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Go on, Matty Boy. Oh. Uh, um, favorite moments or highlights, sorry, fa- highlights. Um, yeah, just friendship, man. It's, um, that's, you know being able to talk about this is great every week but it's what comes from it you know there's Mm. if we went back from episode one to 150 i bet we could probably pull so many fun sound bites from every episode and be like this is you know (laughs) look how much look how awesome it is just to talk star wars and how much fun we have together uh i guarantee every single episode there'd be quite a few um being able to go to the pub and do a pubcast just meeting up and going for a walk and then eventually talking Star Wars, um, like the commentaries, talking Star Wars whilst watching it. That's a lot of fun. The conventions, nerd base, yeah, just meeting up and the community that's come from it. Uh, the most recent, I call it a meetup, was, wasn't it? We didn't even, we had nothing to do with it. You know, I think it's my brother and Dave Dunn were like, should we, should we do you want to go and get a pint? Yeah. And then other people joined in because of it in the community. So it's a, it's a self-serving community, which is fantastic um yeah go like the andor set and it's everything i know it sounds like a proper obvious answer but everything you know like now sitting here looking at the collection i've started to amass including the bib fortuna mug um but you know everything that's come from it has been a highlight meeting all of the uh our community talking to people in the dms you know all of that and on the social posts 
all of that is part mm. of it, which wouldn't mm. have come about because yeah. of the show. So it sounds really, really lame, but you know, the friendship and the, the fun opportunities I'm talking about, you know, being able to meet up with Luke, have a donut and just talk about a building for an hour. That's fun to me because I'd rather be doing that than most other things. So, and it's all because of this show. So and um, by the end of said conversation, Matt wants to jump off the building. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh I yeah, am. look at that. Because yeah. Luke, Luke's telling me about all of the structure and the cladding. I'm like, oh my, I ain't signed up for this, but uh, no, that doesn't happen. Um, so all of it, I know it's pretty lame, but all of it. Uh, what planet would I like to see? Um, Chandrilla. I think we're going to see more of that. Chandrilla is the birthplace Ooh. of Ben Solo. And it was the, I think it was the seat of the Galactic Senate directly after the Battle of Endor. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. And I think we will be seeing more of that in live action soon. Um, otherwise, Christophsis from the Clone Wars, because that looks cool. It's like a big old Kyber crystal planet. Or Vardos from Battlefront 2. I really love the, love, love the sort of industrial city look of, uh, scape look of that place with these really nice claret, um, trees and foliage and the blue uniforms that the, the start of the security guards wear. It's a really nice visual feast, I think. Uh, so Vardos would be pretty cool. As for fast food, hmm, my, fir- my mind immediately went to KFC first as well, because look, if I fancy a burger, I get a burger. If I want hot wings, they're there. If I want a family feast or bargain bucket to myself, I get that. Um, but then I thought, if five guys, surely that's fast food. I yeah. like burgers. And it's and a I, brand. Oh, uh, it's a fast food brand, is it surely? Yeah. Because yeah. they can deliver. Come on. Give me five. Give me five guys. Come on. Come on. Mm. It's fast. They don't take long to cook their food, um, but it tastes good. I have probably... controversial opinions about Five Guys. We've discussed this before. Yes, you're not we? a fan, are you? Five Guys. That's much it's work. not that I'm not a fan. I just think it's completely like out of balance and out of touch. I just don't think the product is at Unbalanced. all what you're worth, what you're paying for it. I find that with many of these kind of outlets. So there are some which are worth the money. There are some, but I find a lot of the time. I mean, even like uh, Burger King. I like Burger King. I don't want to pay eight pounds for one of the burgers, though. Even though they're probably the better of the fast food burger, I do feel mm. like I'm paying over the odds for what I'm getting still. But um, I hear what you're saying, then, my friend. Mm. So, mm. Mm. though, I'd probably mm. stick with KFC because I am a fiend for fried chicken. I love mm. fried chicken, so KFC would be mine. So, friendship, those planets, Chandrilla, <laughs> Christophsis, uh, Vardos, and KFC. Would be my choice. Yeah, well, I mate. mean, but what a beefy questions. one! Yeah, yeah what yeah. A great questions, Olaf. You cheeky, <laughs> cheeky chap. Hi, this is Misty Roses. I am the performance artist for Queel and Frog Lady in The Mandalorian, and you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Adams has a cheeky oh. voice message for us. Let's hear it, mate boy. Matt and Luke, it's Jimmy from Kansas. I want to say congratulations, gentlemen. 150 episodes is an amazing achievement. But honestly, it pales in comparison to the community that you two have created over the last few years. You've brought so much joy to so many all around the world during these 150 episodes and gotten us through a lot of hard times. I personally can't wait to be here to celebrate episode 300 with you. 
Both of you have been amazing ambassadors for the Star Wars franchise, and you are simply the best Star Wars podcast, period. So here's my question. You two have taught a lot of us how to be patient and understanding of other people's points of view. I wonder, over the last 150 episodes, what is the one thing in the Star Wars universe that you two are on complete opposing sides on? Again, congratulations, and I can't wait for the next big milestone. What a cheeky chap. What a cheeky chap. The tank. Um, What are things that we're on, like, completely opposing sides? Um, Really good question, because I... I'm strong. They, they might, there will be things, but completely yeah. opposite sides. That's a really good question. Thank you for your kind words as well, Jimmy, by the way. Um, very excited for episode 300 in 2024 or whenever it might be. Um, completely. I know, I know there are things that we don't all, we don't like fully agree on in terms of whether it's, um, story or I know if it's just simply execution. Oh, I think okay. your one might be the same as mine, but I want you to say it. All right. It's um, the validity of canon. Yes, it is that one. Yes. yes that's, I, I think the validity that would be, of be, canon. Be, yeah, I think that would be it. Because for me, if, <laughs> if you're paying someone to write a story and you're, and you're giving them, and, you're, and they're saying to you, right, can we include this in our story? And Lucasfilm and the story was saying, yeah, that's fine. Include that. I don't, I can't, no matter why, why on earth would they say, include it? But we might just ignore it. We might delete it in a couple of years' time. How disingenuous to the But they do that. But they do that. They, they do it. And mainly Dave Filoni. I've got my eye on you, cowboy. But <laughs> um, I just think it's I, I, small things I don't care about. Like what mm. they did with Cobb of Amp's story. They changed a few bits here and there, but the bones mm. of it are exactly the same. Plus, even in the recent episode of Boba, they were like, no, nah, it's called Freetown now, because that's what it was called in the book. Oh, that was cool. That's f- filth. Didn't need to happen, but it's nice. But yeah. um, I think, and like Yoda's lightsaber, even I saw around that. Like the guy's got loads of lightsabers. Who cares? But it, I mean, for me, if if they did something like I think I mentioned before in Dark Disciple with Sarge Ventress, that's a great book, and in it she doesn't make it out of that book alive. It's a well-known thing for about the last six, seven years. If they then decided to retcon that and then be like, nah, that never happened," that I think would be just stupid because you know why that was originally a clone wars idea which they then put into a book and it's become part of the the the, the story that i mean if it's that kind of level i think it's i think it's wrong most yeah. things so i can I, I can overlook but um i'd just rather they didn't i think i approach it from the point of view that live action and we hear this multiple times so we've heard this from people who work at lucasfilm from people like pablo hidalgo um they say that if there's ever a contradiction, you go with live action. Well, first mm. and foremost, if there is a genuine canon, you shouldn't really have contradictions. It should be um, uh, linear. But you know, this is this is uh, an imperfect story, a story that we love, but it is imperfect, ever and it's growing. written by written and and uh, created by imperfect people therefore there are yep. going to be imperfections and then there's the whole issue of well everything's down to uh, everything everything's always down to opinion and you know uh, there's a certain way to look at things right from a certain point of view um right. but to me it's been quite clear recently that there is canon canon which is live action and then canon kind of canon 
in the written and comic form. And I think as well, if, 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 if Lucasfilm or Star Wars ever do need to make the hard decision, and it would be a hard decision to completely trample or rip apart um, a, a piece of Star Wars canon that's literature or comic or whatever, then they'll do it. They will do it for the live action. Like, let's make no mistake. So that in itself says, well, there's no, it's not sacred. Whereas of live action, there is, it is somewhat sacred, right? So that's why in my head, there's two little different levels of canon. There's a few different levels of canon, actually, I think, because then I think animation's probably second and then a uh, written form and then, and then probably comics below that. Um, yeah, funny one, funny one, really. And I, and actually, I'll say it now, mate, but I think we're going to see more of it, as especially as we're going into that post-Return of the Jedi um, and then pre-The Force Awakens timeline, you know, with the Aftermath trilogy and that. I think we could see some more... With the actually, so as it turns out, I'm re- I'm listening to the aftermath trilogy again, so I can do something about it <clears throat> for either oh, the nice. site or, or book club or something. But nice. and for that for that reason, actually, that you say is you know what? Because for me, they are great for setting up story threads for seven, eight, and nine. So much of the stuff that's in those books do actually, you know, from a certain point of view, pay off in seven, eight, and nine. So yeah, I don't think there's really much that they can really get wreck on in terms of major moments, because as we all know, then, and as they shouldn't, they're never going to put a major moment in a book or a comic or a game. That's going to, that, that should be in a live action type thing. So they were never going to tell us who supremely the Snoke was in the aftermath trilogy. Like a lot of people thought they're not going to do that in a book. They're going to do it on screen. So if I would like it, if they carried on doing, doing that kind of thing where obviously live action always comes first, but if they then use the supplementary stuff to actually just fill in the gaps um, and build out the universe around it rather than becoming the main story, then I think if they can carry on doing that. I don't see any reason why they need to change anything other than small things. As I say, small things is a different story. Like, I don't know, the colour of somebody's starship or something. You know, oh, the book said it's this color, but in live action, who cares? You know, I mean, they just got they got a paint job. Who cares? Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With like I the agree. aftermath trilogy sets up post Endor pre Jakku perfectly, you know, and they've already shown with Cobb Vanth and Moss Pell going out, and they'll they'll pull from it nicely, liberally. So hopefully they won't change too much. I don't think they will change too much because it's not as much to change, and they have been fairly loose with the timeline between six and seven, there's not an awful lot that happens. You know, the comic book here, uh, there's like blood, the bloodline novel. There's not too much. Cause I think they want to keep that open for, so they can really hopefully plan it out. But let's see. But I, that probably would be the one thing that we are on. If you can call it opposing sides. Other than that, like probably a few, um, probably a few, Things like I prefer Mando season one, Lukey Boy prefers season two, if we had to pick one. Um, and maybe like a character decision here and there. I think mm. that was a good idea. Luke mm. didn't, vice versa. Probably little things like that, but nothing which jumps out to me. Star Wars story or Star Wars anthology. We were, That was one of the third things that we were like, nah, I one prefers the other and one prefers the other. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there's there's a few ones. It's interesting, but generally we do see eye to eye, even with that like last episode of Book of Boba Fett. Do you remember? We were like, <laughs> yeah. we were like, yeah, it's good, but and you were thinking, oh no, I wanted to be the one to say. Yeah, that. Like, we were like, oh, oh man, oh. I, like, I wanted. I thought, oh no, I'm going to be the dissenting voice. I'm, I want to be that guy. And then Luke was like, nah, it's awful. He didn't say it's but awful. The- I, I think the beauty is, right, and I will say beauty, and I think a lot of people do need to exercise this a wee bit more in life in general, is that you can disagree and still be kind about it. You can still yes. be nice about it. You don't need to do crazy hot takes. You don't need to post these rants on Twitter to to prove any sort of points. Like, I, I don't know. I I think some people are so stand, awfully standoffish. And, Stop being um, an idiot, yeah, basically. Yeah, just chill out, guys. Yeah, Enjoy things and move on. Yeah, blow me down. Honestly, some people, like I always say, it's like they don't know. It's like they don't work or something. It's like, what, yeah, what do you do right. with your time, man? Not like, so much time to whine online about <laughs> Star Wars. We yeah, talk about it weekly, but I also do other things like go outside, go to work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> eat. I, other things. I, don't I, know. I watch things that aren't Star Wars as much as I always end up coming back to that. Um, You're right, or I, right. I annoy right. Luke about Star Wars, but I, I, we, we, do, oh, we find time for other things. We love it. We love it. Okay. All right. There we go. Great. A really spicy question there, Jimmy. And, you know, like unlocking some raw power from some both of us there. Hatred. So, there yeah. we go. There nice we go. Nice one, Jimmy, mate. Uh, moving on, we've got another voice message from uh, Stuart Howe, Sticky Pop himself. This is what Stuart had to say. Hey Beefcakes, congratulations on 150 episodes, who'd have thought? Thank you so much for the joy and community you've created over the last few years. My question is one that we're all dying to ask, and it's on all of our lips. Who would win a fight out of you guys, and what would be your weapon of choice from Greg's? Keep going, and see you at 200. Hey, look at us. Who'd have thought? Not me. Not me. <laughs> Not Stuart, me. You naughty boy. So we've gone from Jimmy Adams basically trying to tear the sessions apart to Stuart now finalising it with the actual fight itself. So yeah, I like so, that. So we're in the park. I'm sitting there saying cannon matters. Luke's saying not as much as you think. And I'm saying, right, put them up, mate. <laughs> so who would win in the fight between the two of you? And what would be your weapon of choice from Greg's? So uh, Lukey boy, by all means, uh, strike the first blow. Well, I think... Um Really, uh, all I'd do is be like, Matty boy, what's that over there? And you look around and you turn back. And before you know it, I'm throwing a steaming hot steak bake at your face. <laughs> that was my answer. And the steak bake, when it hits your face, you go down. You go down. I, I fold. And you're like, oh, me face, me face. Because you've got steaming hot steak bake juice on your face. You've got gravy, gravy all over face. Pon Rangor. <laughs> that stuff is, that stuff is, my, the attempt on my life has left me scarred and deformed. <laughs> that stuff is molten inside. It is like the lavas of Mustafa. It's really hot. Sometimes you buy them and like, even 10 minutes later, you're like, flaming neck is still, it's still really hot. This doesn't happen with other food. What is in this stuff? <laughs> so, well, sometimes you get a really limp one and it's just, it's cold. I know. I know. What, what can you do? What can you do? Not much. 
a steak bake down. What about that you, mate? Be, there, is, that was mine. There, there, there is a right answer to this. You can pretty much one hit me. Um, well, I mean, I, I wouldn't win the fight because have you seen this guy? Have you have you yeah. heard for the last hundred odd episodes when he has to open those Bantina doors? Guys, jacked. Um, he still speeders as well. Yeah, he still speeders. Beats people for a living, and he has Clatoonians yeah. as pets. I yeah. would. Uh, oh, I'd I throw drown. soup in your face, mate. <laughs> I'd throw the soup in your face. Yeah, can I have some of that tomato soup? Thank you. Wash all over your face. What? Um, and then. <laughs> Uh, that's that would be it because you've taken oh. my steak bake. The the sausage rolls aren't <laughs> sturdy enough to deliver a fatal blow. Uh, I'm not throwing away any pastries or sweets. Don't even think about that. I'm eating those. So soup, yeah. Well, I think we'd fight like molten lava, molten lava, mate. But oh. at the end of the day, I'd let you win because that's what friends do. It's the oh. right thing to do. The right answer is, of course, give me a sausage roll, but slip a penicillin in there. <laughs> penicillin <laughs> tablet. <in> <laughs> I am and allergic I'm to penicillin like... as well, so it would do Are the you job. really? Me yeah. too. Oh, friends. Oh, mate, we'd, we'd be like Romeo and Juliet. We'd, we'd off each other. <laughs> yeah. We're just there, like, with, like, giant rashes, head to yeah. toe, just, just suffering. Quivering on the floor. Yeah, I, I didn't realise I was allergic to it until a few years ago, and then I really oh. did find out. Oh, what can you do? What can you do? Okay, this is getting ridiculous, and I love it. How's that, Stu? Yeah. Commander Taylor asks this. Uh, It's it's a cheeky one. Uh, They go, questions for Matt and Luke, episode 150. Say you've both won a contest within Lucasfilm. You have total control over your own canon project. Well, uh, with a reasonable budget. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Matt, if you could have a canon novel or trilogy series created, what or who would it be about and what author would you choose to write it? Great question. Mm. Um, yeah, do you want to answer that first, Matt and Boy, and then we'll go to my question? Um, yeah, I will do. Commander Taylor is uh, she's one of our later Patreons, but has been very mm. active on Patreon and our Facebook page as well. Really, really, really pleased and enjoying the support that you've been giving us and engagement levels. It's really, we're really pleased. So thank you so much for that commander. And we're glad you're loving the show now that you found mm. it. Um, a canon novel or trilogy series. Uh, I mentioned this the other week and I'm sticking to my guns. It would be focused mainly about on Ray Skywalker post the rise of Skywalker. So how she's dealing with going from nothing to being the galactic savior in a space of about a year and a bit. And also the grand puppy, grandkid of Palpatine and now a Skywalker. Uh, and losing the love of her life and Ben Solo, all of that. Plus, she is now the last only new Jedi. So I think there's a hell of a lot of story there. But um, And obviously there's a rumour going about recently about the new Jedi Order trilogy that Lucasfilm are apparently going to commission. Not entirely sure if that's going to come to light or not, but that is what I'd have in, in, mm. in terms of this book. It would be uh, Ray building the new Order and mm. also dealing with everything I mentioned. But we'd also get to see Finn, Poe, uh, Rose, you know, everybody from the Rise of Skywalker or the sequel trilogy era or, you know, everybody who was mentioned, you know, they pop in, in and out. So it would be a way to further their stories in a time where maybe you wouldn't get Oscar Isaac back quite so soon or whatever. So uh, that would be mine. And I'd have um, Delilah Dawson writing. I think she did such a wonderful job with the Phasma novel that um, I'd have Delilah writing it. So that's what I'd have, mate. Uh, Commander Taylor. There's my answer. Lukey boy, what was your question? 
It's a really, really, really good answer, mate. I like that. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually where we're going. Um, but for I'll my question, it, if you could, yeah, me too, man. It, it, uh, she goes, Luke, if you could have a canon comic or comic series, what or who would it be about? And who would you want to write and illustrate it? Um, yeah, great question. Uh, I'm going to throw it back. Cheeky shout out to our boy Bespin, who... Uh, you know where I'm going with this. All I have to do is mention our favourite, well, one of our favourite Welshmans, um, <laughs> Bespin Bulletin, and the love affair with Ochi of Bestoon. Um, <laughs> give me a Bestoon comic. Give me that. I want to know how this guy became an alcoholic, how he lost <laughs> some of the most valuable information in the galaxy, um, and how really he just showed it off. Give me all of it. Because after all, we're seeing him a lot more in the comic books anyway. You know, we're starting to yes. see him in Crimson Rain. He's in there and Yep. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, boy. To I don't know, to write it, probably ch- chuck it to Charles Saul or something, you know, when he's not doing Star Trek jokes about um the Galactic Star Cruiser. Don't get it, Instagram <laughs> it. Um and, and to illustrate it, I'd get my boy Cowbag. He's a very talented artist, Callum Steed. He did our art for our limited T-shirt run, the Star Wars Sessions kind of cowboy bebop-inspired print. Um, More merch will be coming, by the way, guys. That that will be coming. We've just had a busy couple of months, haven't we, Matty Boy? He did did our our recent Patreon T-shirt as well, which for those who are international will be receiving... uh, will be, be shipped in the next week or so because COVID has meant I haven't been able to do it. So mm. uh, Cowbag's been fairly busy in our art department. He's, he's, he's amazing. He's really good. And I'd love to see, I'd love to see some of his artwork. He has actually done a comic panel, believe it or not. I, I think of the duel in The Last Jedi. Aww. And he's not like shared it or anything, but he needs to. So do it. Yeah, but I'll, I'll I'll double check that and I'll see if he has posted anything. But if not, I'll repost that. But yeah, um, right, okay. So then she goes on to say, Commander Taylor goes on to say, and finally, what are your favourite Star Wars moments or scenes that are not in one of the nine Skywalker saga movies? This could be from a book or TV show or anything else. May the Force be with you, geezers. Commander Taylor from Canada, <laughs> Canada. Matty boy, um, what are you saying, mate? Favorite moment or scene outside the Skywalker saga? Oh man, there's so been so many there's in so the last many. few years now with the with the just a uh, live action stuff. Before we even think about Rebels, Clone Wars, um, mate, give me that, give me that Vader moment in Fallen Order, man. That was something else when it finally happened. I was like, oh, we're fighting the big boy now. Uh, that was incredible. I love seeing the reactions of people on. They're the reactions on YouTube I enjoy watching. Um, so I haven't got silly thumbnails. Um, mm-hmm. What else? The, the whole Battle of Jakku on Battlefront Two and also in Empire's End. I think that was written phenomenally well. Phenomenally well. I think yeah. most people who have read those books all agree that that was stunning writing. Um, uh, and then you know, take your pick from take your pick from the Mando from Rebels. Obviously, Twin Sons comes to mind immediately. Uh, there's there's so many. There genuinely is too many for me to mention. So it'd either be the Vader moment in Fallen Order, the entirety of the Battle of Jakku uh, from Battlefront to or Empire's End, or, or, or mm. maybe like Kanan, K- 
Kanan's death in Rebels. I think that was so well done. Oh. Honestly, this uh, I could pick a hundred. Oh. So take it away, Luke. What, what what are some of yours? There's so many twin sons. Obi Wan v Maul on oh. Tatooine. Star Wars Rebels, obviously. Um, oh, mate, you got some bangers. Uh, but it's just like I don't know. All of the Mandalorian. <laughs> Over riding a Rancor. Oh, even. mate. Do it. There's so many. There, and this is the thing. Star Wars is growing so much beyond the Skywalker saga now and, and, and those or the nine films. Um, there's some great moments even in Solo. Rogue One. Are you kidding oh. me? Right? Just your, the, just that scene. Like, your father would be proud. I know you adore that, man. But yeah, it's man. it's gorgeous. Just the, the way Jin and Cassian sit there and, you know, mission accomplished. They've they've done their bit for... for for the galaxy, for the greater good. The greater and, good. Yeah, and, and, and they just sit there and embrace, you know, and I'm glad they don't kiss. I'm glad that they're just there as companions, you know, that they've done something good for, for, for the world. I think that's really magical, really special. If I had to, if I had to choose, if you really twisted my arm, it'd probably be seeing the rescue for the first time, oh. the season two Mando episode and just the way that that episode just has that crescendo to luke coming and saving the day he's he's rescuing grogu um he's rescuing the whole gang i adore that i adore the music i i, I rewatched that episode just every now and then i just like stick that on very special very special great question there commander taylor from yep. canada canada Fantastic, fantastic question. Thank you again for all the support, uh, recent support. Commander Taylor, uh, moving on to, uh, to one of the OG. It's Darth Dildo from Dan Under. And he says, what was your favourite Star Wars trailer when it first came out, live action or animated, and why? And what trailer is one you can still go back to now and watch that hits you in all the feels? P.S. I know you guys are going to say Star Wars Resistance Seasons 1 and 2. <laughs> well, Darth, you've answered my question. Who's next? Um, no, Lukey Boy, favourite Star Wars trailer, and which one do you go back to and just gets you, man? Completely split, okay? Completely split between between a few things. Um, probably the Force Awakens main trailer. Mm-hmm. I watched that over and over and over again. I remember getting chills for it. It was the return of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and I, it was it, it came during a, a hard time in my life, but also a great time in my life like i was newly courting my other half and we were getting ready to watch this film just that whole that whole event that whole just just build up to that film was was really special but then again i do think back to i think it must have been late 2004 maybe early 2005 uh, and seeing the Revenge of the Sith trailer oh. in the cinema. I remember going, my dad taking me t- to the cinema to watch a film. And I came away like thinking of that trailer, the Sith trailer, not the film that I watched. <laughs> which isn't. That's where it should be. Yeah, which isn't a great thing. But, you know, just uh, I think that's a testament to the trailer. I know the scene that I really vividly remember is Anakin turning around and you see he's got like the Sith eyes, the yellow Sith eyes. So I I, honestly, I can't choose between those two because they're they're totally different because I feel like with Force Awakens, it really was me as an adult looking back at my love for Star Wars, feeling like a kid again. Whereas with the latter with Sith, I was a kid. 
and I've still got that memory, that like core memory of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, something special about that. What about you, Matty boy? That's dirty. Um, the Force Awakens as well. <laughs> the f- the f- the first teaser trailer though, when it's just kind of like the uh, when you see Finn popping up and it's you know it's fade in and fade out shots of the new characters, and you've got Snoke. You know, there's been an awakening. Have you felt it? That is one which I remember because. You know, that was a year out from the film or whatever it was, and it just sets up the world. The characters, the bad guy you saw, Kylo's cross guard saber for the first time in the snow, yeah. which, of yeah. course, everyone loved straight away. Uh, um, and then it ends with the shot of the Falcon for the first time since 83, really. You know, Falcon in all its glory with the fanfare behind it. That's one of my favourite ones. Um the surprisingly like the, the the 2015 battlefront trailer the first one is one of my favorite ones as well because i remember watching that and being like god tattoo right i want to jump into battle that's such a good trailer because it shows you everything about the game in terms of the the factions you can play as the planets the a lot of gameplay you know sort of gameplay trailer but uh so that got me really really hyped and i think it's better than the battlefront 2 trailer like initial trailer by far even though the Battlefront 2 one's bigger because it's got more errors. The original Battlefront trailer is great. Um, and the Rise of Skywalker trailer, we all know which one, the one with that music. The, it was, we, you know, we'd done, uh. me and Lukey Boy, we felt like we were on the final stretch, you know, the final mile of the marathon. We were getting closer to it. Then that trailer drops and we're like, this just looks, this is going to be special. And the, the music was unbelievable. And it was just, you know, that great time of, it's always like the calm before the storm is sometimes more fun than actually the product you get. And that's not just Tross. I mean, but anything, even with the force awakens, I look back at that, uh, the, the pre hype so much with so much fondness. Um, so sometimes, yeah, sometimes the lead up can even be better than the film, regardless of how good the film actually is. But, and also the Phantom Menace trailer, the Phantom Menace trailer was the, the, the classic Phantom Menace trailer. Uh, I, I go back to watch that sometimes and, you know, f- see how trailers were different back then. And like you said, of Revenge of the Sith with Anakin's Sith eyes, you ain't getting that in a modern trailer because even though we know Anakin becomes Darth Vader, they'd still, you'd think they'd still save that for the film. So I love that like, the evolution of trailers and the mystery box and spoiler phobe world we live in now. So, but for me, it might be the, I might be basically to say the Force Awakens initial teaser trailer or the battlefront trailer because i think that was really really well done resistance mate season two yeah. got me hooked the one with kylo ren was decent yeah the trailer yeah <laughs> so anyway we, we're on to the next we're on to the next question uh, and it is from our dear friend lara Myleran. uh let's hear it Hey guys, Commander Mailerun here. First things first, I just wanted to say congrats on 150 episodes. This is such an exciting milestone and I'm so thankful to be a part of this awesome community. Now my question is, what do each of you feel is your most unpopular Star Wars opinion? I cannot wait to hear what you have to say. Thank you both so much and may the Force be with you. Lara. 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 Um probably the canon isn't really canon (laughs) (laughs) take that back i don't know um i i think i think i've got an answer matty boy what have you got an answer 
uh, my most unpopular Legends, op- uh, Legends opinion. Well, that is it. Legends is cack um, for the majority <laughs> of the expanded universe. I think yes. is a bit nonsense. There are some yes. majestic stories in there, but I think what a lot of people who are very much into that, and I don't. This isn't meant to be for uh, aimed at anyone who likes Legends, but there are those who are you know, believe Legends should be uh, brought back in. You know, they might buy a billboard and have it above the LA skyline. Woo-hoo. Oh, um, wow. I think yeah. you have to remember that uh, there are so many stories that you can cherry pick the best ones, but let's have a look at what's left. And there were some absolutely awful stories in there. Um, also, I'm not a fan of the Force Unleashed stories either. I think they're fun on paper, but I don't know. This The sensibilities of them just aren't, they don't work for me. I think Sam Whip was fantastic in them. And also in the Force Unleashed, I'm pretty sure on Starkiller's jacket, you can see a zip on Dagobah. And now the mods in the book of Boba Fett got torn down because you can see their zips. I'm sure you can see a zip on Whitwa's uh, leather jacket on Dagobah. So have that. But my most unpopular style, yeah, I think it's mainly just the Legends continuity just didn't really do it for me. There's some great stories and great characters, and I'm happy that they're cherry-picking things from it like they can do from actual canon and bringing it into the wider story. I like that, but I think the actual overall collection... It's not that great. I think a lot of it is tinted by nostalgia or, you know, people being there since day one. It's going to be, that's going to be their thing. And for them, I salute you. And then I wouldn't want to take away your enjoyment at all. But for mm. me, it doesn't fully work. Um, uh, I think that's probably, I my, other than that, my most unpopular Star Wars opinion is I, I like the sequel trilogy. Ah, there I said it. Um, yeah. What about you though, mate? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, same. I do you know what mine is sequel related, and it's that I don't. I I always I feel a certain type of way when people go, "Oh, Force Awakens is a direct copy of A New Hope," and I'm like, "Yeah, but it's not really, is it? It's kind of like a copy of it. It's a love letter and an imitation of like a a lot of the original trilogy, and mm-hmm. maybe even Phantom Menace actually." Um, but that's kind of what Phantom Menace did. It did kind of a similar thing too. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, and when people say that, I always go, well, where's the scene in A New Hope where the the kid kills his dad? Yep. There isn't. There isn't one. Right. So what, like, in uh, Vader and Obi-Wan, that's not the same. They're not father and son it's completely different completely different i don't know so there's a few things but then i don't get me wrong i see the similarities and i think the biggest thing where it falls apart for me is the um star killer base it did not it doesn't need to be a planet killing weapon it just didn't need to be that it could have been just a lot more of a it could have been a scary threat that could have been something else, like an invasion of a planet or something. Mm-hmm. The first time that's happened since the Empire, since the Clone Wars, something like that. But anyway, uh, I, I digress. I'm not sure if I have loads of unpopular opinions. Uh, I, I, I think collectively as a community maybe but especially you and i matty boy in our little slice of star wars fandom um the unpopular opinion might be that it's not all perfect but it also doesn't all suck yeah you know what i mean like and it's not that disney has ruined it but also not that lucasian george lucas star wars is is perfect as well right there's it, it, there's balance and people just aren't reasonable 
And also, people say a lot of stuff to get clout online. I'll oh, say yeah. that too. Yeah, people on both sides of this weird <laughs> Star Wars fandom, like they say stuff because they know it's going to get retweets. They know it's going to get comments. They know it's going to get all sorts of stuff. And like, nah, I ain't got time for that. I'm Why not interested. Losers. <laughs> yeah, well, come just, on. Just to let come people on. enjoy things, stop gatekeeping, and just it's meant to let, let everyone enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. So if you don't agree, Shoot. just move along. Yeah. Yeah, you can have opinions. You can have opinions. Like we've got opinions. I'm sure. I'm sure some people would uh, wish that we were a lot more positive with maybe the book of Boba Fett in places. Mm-hmm. Some people might have wished that we were a lot more negative with book of Boba Fett, but we're not. We're 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 just authentically ourselves. We're authentically trying to be reasonable and. If you don't like something, you don't like something. If you like something, that's fine too. You know, crack on. Just be nice. That's it. That's it. Be nice. But it's, it's mad that that does genuinely feel a bit like an unpopular opinion. Like, yeah. When you think that's about the it. Worst you know. But the world's changed, man. The world's not like that. I really don't think the world is a reasonable place at the moment. No, so, so uh, going back to Vadim's question, yeah, we'll just let the Death Star blow the planet up. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Nice one. Thank you so much for that, Lara. Yeah, absolute queen. The best podcast you've ever heard Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd Got a Patreon now with lots of tears From $2 a month is all it is Best podcast Hello there Best podcast Best podcast Roger, roger Podcast. That's right, people. From as little as $2 a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now. We're Lots of tears from two dollars a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Moving on to another queen, Emily Bonner. She says, Whose meal would you rather eat? The chef's gourmet meal at Padme's Lakeside Palace on Naboo? Or Dexter's Diner food? That's a tough one, Lukey boy. Over to you, mate. Mate, it's an easy one. Naboo every day. I love me diner food. I love that stuff. But I get when I go to the States and I have like American food at diners and I like, you know, it's American food. Um, I By a week, a week in, I'm like, man, I need some different food. <laughs> like I adore it. But after, yeah, I can't be doing it long. You need some so, new ones. Yeah, I, I can't be doing it. It's just it's too too much, and cheese is in everything. <laughs> American cheese too. Not like there's not a diversity of cheese. It's just like American cheese. Like, oh man, come on! Uh, but th- listen, I lo- I love it. I do enjoy it. It's just I really really wish that 
Ah, oh, yeah, Naboo every day. Every day. Every day. Every um, day. It's tough because you'd probably get more at Dex's Diner. Um, you probably also get Salmonella as well. But um, <laughs> I I think, oh, mate, yeah, uh, my head goes to Naboo as well. A bit of me. Um, some fine dining, a bit of cuisine, gourmet cuisine. I do love a diner. diner. I do love a, you, I do love diner, a greasy mate, cafe right? as well, mate. We, we've, yeah. we've sat and had a, a greasy fry up in Bazardon Town Centre together. There are photographic evidence of it on our socials. We love a fry up. We love a greasy spoon. But, mate, you're going to give me, you're going to give me Padme's royal chef for the night? Too right. I want the best of the best. So, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going for that one, mate. Yeah, it's like with Padme and Naboo, it's the creme de la creme. And that's why well, exactly, we have the mate. Naboo Starfighter, you know? Is that a Naboo Starfighter? <laughs> exactly. It's, it was designed for the Royal Guard or something like that, you know? So, you know, you just know, you just know if the, if the Starfighters look and fly that good, that the food is also just going to be so good. So good. Happy go. 150th, Dan. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Nice one, Emily. Uh, yeah, thank you so much uh, for that, Emily, you legend. Uh, Adrian surely is up next to this cheeky voice message. Let's hear it. Hi, guys. Manchlorian here. First up, congratulations on reaching episode 150. What a huge achievement that is. You can be very proud of yourselves. And thank you for being so inspiring to the Sessions community that you've developed. This week, Dave Filoni has said that Ahsoka couldn't train Grogu, despite Favreau wanting her to, because, and I quote, taking care of the child is not her destiny. That's not what I've been planning for her to do, so I can't change it up. What do you boys think might be this destiny that Filoni has in mind? Oh, it's a cheeky one. It's a cheeky one, mate. Why don't you start one. us off with that, mate? That's a huge question to drop on us. What? How can we dive into the mind of Filoni? Um, well, we know Filoni is very, very protective about Ahsoka, and you know, no, no canon story can be written or or produced about Ahsoka without Dave's express permission, and um, and uh, he's got to give the okay to it, the sign off to it. Sorry. So I don't know. I think. With with that in mind, I think that she'll probably survive all the way through to the sequel trilogy. If not, she, I, th- I think Dave's going to have her become a, like a martyr of sorts, like the pretty much the beacon of all that was once good about the Jedi Order. I think he's going to elevate her to that kind of level of status. Uh, she's got her own show coming out next year, twenty twenty three. So we're going to get more answers about that as to whether or not she actually makes it through that, but. The fact that Dave's got the story in his mind, it, it comforts me somewhat that they're not just making it up on the fly. But I do think sometimes that has caused issues. I think for me, the Ahsoka, you know, her end should have come in that Rebels episode with Darth, in the duel with Darth Vader. I said it before on the show, not because I want to see Ahsoka gone, but I just think with everything we know about Star Wars that the films have set up, you know, pretty much like Luke is the only hope. You know, having Ahsoka taken out by Darth Vader would have been poetic on many levels and the sacrifice that she made for the Ghost crew, which then led on to kind of by proxy Rogue One as well, would have been big. It would have made Luke's 
um, actions in the original trilogy even more powerful, knowing that, you know, who came and went before him. For me, that was the logical reason, but I just feel that Dave is too protective. So I worry that her story is going to be too grandiose, but I, I think that she's going to become a, a beacon for the Jedi Order, like a martyr of some sort. I hope she doesn't survive through to the sequel trilogy, because I think that will become a bit too daft then. Mm. But I, I don't know. I think if she goes out, it'll have to be in a big way. She's not going to go out like a punk. But I can't think of anything other than a conflict with Grand Admiral Thrawn, which is big enough or which would warrant you know, the kind of send-off that the character now deserves, mate. So uh, it'll either be at the end of her own show, which would be a heck of a way to go out, um, or it'll be something something on Exegol, or not on Exegol, but something sniffing around Palpatine. It's the only thing I can think of that's big enough, mate. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it is a funny one because it, you do get the sense of Filoni really being protective over Ahsoka as a character. I think, right, though, I, I think that she, in short, is going to die in the Ahsoka series or toward the end of the Ahsoka series or in this grand crossover event, actually, not the Ahsoka series. Yeah. And she's going to die as a Jedi, like finally as a Jedi. That's it. So full circle. Because also by Last Jedi, you know, Luke is the last of the, quote, Jedi religion, you know. So I think that it's inevitable. 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 Yeah, but I would like that. I would like that. And I think it leaves, it gives us a bit more room. Um, And it'd be great to see her go down properly with with doing something really grand and great for the Star Wars universe and for... For the greater good. The greater good. Greater good. <laughs> greater good. Exactly. I, I mean, who knows is the answer to that. What Dave's going to, she'll probably turn into a wolf or something now and Dave, but um, interested to see where that story goes. But Adrian, mate, we'd also like to hear what you think about that. Cause you've always got some filthy opinions as you heard on the round table. But um, next one then was, is from our boy from the Cypriot King, George Constantino. Uh, he said, both of you get one option to cover for the pod three days at star wars celebration or three days at galaxy's edge money's no issue you're just absorbing it all and spending time with the fans oh. think hard lukey boy right. three days celebration three days ge galaxy's edge right i think i'm leaning toward celebration mm-hmm I can go celebration because celebration comes around once every few years. At one point it was once every year, but now yeah. it's every few years. Um, and whereas galaxy's edge, you can in theory go at any time if you know, you've got the time and money, but for the podcast as well, that's different. I, I'd want to do that with Matty boy galaxy's edge. I'd happily do with like my wife, drag her around <laughs> galaxy's edge but luke i want to go to tomorrowland no you don't you want to stay in galaxy's edge that's what we're doing do it do it that's my answer what about you matey boy uh i'm flipping it mate i'm going if money's no object and it's covering it for the pod i'm going galaxy's edge mate oh uh, imagine three days galaxy's edge vip treatment lukey boy we're going to ogre's cantina we're going on all the rides we get to soak up the atmosphere we get to see all the uh, entertainers, whatever they're called, Kylo Ray, and they come up to us. Uh, go, go and have, go and have some nosh at the restaurants there. I think it'd be pretty filth if you got like a proper experience there. And you can go 
more than once, but nothing's going to beat the first time you go there. And if it could be that kind of all expenses kind of thing that Georgie Boy is offering, then I think that would be great. I genuinely do because it's an ex- it's an experience which you can't reenact twice. You can go again, but it ain't going to be the same because you know what's you know what's there. I think for the first time, mate, three days of Galaxy's Edge every day. Give me that, but then you know, celebration would be filth. But money, Galaxy's money, Edge, no mate. issue. Money, money no, no issue. issue. Does that include the Galactic Star Cruiser? Oh, mate, if it does, then uh, celebration. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> that's a good shout. Actually, that's a good shout. But Galaxy's Edge, though, mate, I think. I think, mate, I, I, I dream of the day we can go to Ogre's Cantina and have one of those fuzzy tauntauns or something, and yeah, yeah that'd be filth. But I'm going Galaxy's Edge, mate. Yeah, nice, 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 uh, nice option. I think I think there's pros and cons to both. To be honest, there is a oh, lot, w- a lot of pros. Everyone's a winner. Every everyone's a winner. Thank you so much, Georgie boy, Constantino, uh, Alex Jessup. You naughty boy asks Fight. this. Fight! He loves it. If you could have any droid, which would you think would be the most useful for your day to day living, Matty boy? Got. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but go on, mate. You go. Um, a protocol droid, um, like a, or like the one in Last Shot, which is a, a nanny droid. I think it was called T Two LC. Basically, just does everything you want. Makes your food, um, shuts ba- baby Ben Solo up when he's whining, um, cleans the house, does everything. You don't have to do anything. So I'd go. For, I literally would go for a protocol nanny droid to do everything in my life. Very I simple. Like what about you, mate? To burp you, <laughs> to clean yeah, you, yeah, exactly. To exactly, wipe your bottom, mate, be great. Um, <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> oh that's true hang on that mate i i still think i'd go for a bd a little bd unit go, oh, go on your shoulder mate. you know they're so cute and they're quite effective could still get him to do some stuff be like gong bd cook an omelette oh no <laughs> yeah, yeah. try again you know yeah probably a bd from you couldn't get angry you could do no you couldn't they're just so cute they're so cute and Whoa. seeing one of those bad boys in book of boba fett i mean come on that was great it doesn't it, uh, that was grand when it seeing that man love that love that yeah that's what i'm saying mate that's what i'm saying a bd unit bd bly Bodo Blah. oh yes bd bly yes and my pro- my nanny droid as well so a uh, nice yeah. one jessup mate <laughs> your bad um, jenna reed <laughs> yeah jenna reed isn't the burping droids uh apologies. no <laughs> yeah jenna reed she sent in this question she said hey guys answering the call to arms from the last episode thank you we all know you're probably the best star wars podcast in the galaxy again thank you but there are many uh but are there any other star wars shows that you enjoy listening to congratulations on 150 and here's to the next 150 jenna um any other shows you enjoy listening to mate in the star wars realm uh, yes, I do listen to a couple Star Wars shows. Uh, a huge shout out trader. to our, a trader. Uh, a huge shout out to the guys over at Blast Points. I enjoy their shows because they do really cool little deep dives into weird uh, and wonderful Star Wars topics. Um, I like the OG they guys, the, the OGs, Rebel Force Radio. I, I occasionally tune into those dudes. Uh, they've been doing it for a very, 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 very long time. Um, and uh, our guys over at Bob the Podcast, 
I'll tune into those guys sometimes and hear their opinions because, again, they're friends. They're UK-based. I think that's nice to hear a different opinion. But that's mostly it. That's mostly it uh, because I also venture into, like, other podcasts too. So whether that's football or whatever. So, yeah, what about you, Matty Boy? What are you saying? Uh, it's a good question, Jenna. I mean, the short answer is no because <laughs> I don't really. But um, – <laughs> It's just, it's you only true. need our one. You that only need our one. That is literally yeah. I mean, I do one. So, um, but no, I when when I do, I, I like listening to the the Sky Talkers. I've I've championed them, but they don't need championing. But I've I've spoken about them a few times. I think what um, Caitlin and Charlotte have over there some really good deep dives into their stuff. Um, it's about it. I enjoy listening to the Into the Garbage Shoot podcast. I think Cat um, and Silver are great at what they do as well. Um, Blast points are fun. Yeah, there, there are so many Star Wars podcasts out there that I think I'd find it hard to settle on just one anyway. But no, I don't really listen to many others. And it's, it doesn't come from a place of any any kind of competition because we've always said before, we don't care about mm. competition. We're just here to have fun. Um, mm. But no, I don't really know. I, I mean, I watch people on YouTube sometimes. But other than that, I don't find myself mm. listening to many shows in general. Uh, I like doing podcasts. I'm not as much of a listener. So um probably yeah sky talkers i listen to them and that's uh, that's probably about it mate yeah yeah i think the dream is to get russell brand on our podcast and then you've got the ultimate oh. the ultimate star wars episode well, he, he, he was the first podcast i listened to i said that before what, 17 right. years ago now seven it was a much different russell brand back then but still yeah. fabulous yeah. content yeah, he is tremendous. Really, really cool guy. Okie dokie. Onwards and upwards. We've got uh, Chris from Kenobi Collects. He's, he asked this. You have saved all your hard-earned credits from the tough life of being a moisture farmer. You decided it's time to splash out and treat yourself. You jump into your X34 land speeder and head on over to the mod bar. Oh, controversial. You have enough for one modification. Anything you want, what are you choosing? May boy, go. Oh, mate. Uh, well, Luke would throw the credits in my face. Um, I would <laughs> yeah. probably get a I, I'd probably be on hand with the shand and get a barnet gut so I wouldn't have any more tummy aches. Plus, I could eat what I wanted. And I, I've, I've worked hard. Let me at least enjoy the fruits of my labour and eat and drink what I want without getting any upset tummies. Otherwise, I'd replace my hand or have a gun welded onto my hand because it would be hilarious. So I could have one handgun and one actual hand and then people would fear me because I'd look tough. So uh, a bionic gut or a gun for a hand, mate. I love that. I really, really love that. Um, I'm going to steal the bionic gut thing because I got that Crohn's disease. <laughs> You've got a better reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'll be like, oh, thank you. Um, yeah, either that <laughs> or like some cra- – like, I love the dude of the eye, you know, the, yeah. the Londoner, the guy, yeah. man, imagine the that. Spin. That just looks awesome. Yeah, the spin guy, spin doctor. I like the spin. I love the spin. What a, Swag, what a naughty boy. That's probably what I'm going to go for, mate boy. And moving on now to Kelly Hoston. She said, what lightsaber colour would you choose if you had the choice? Oh, I love oh. this question. Little questions give me so much joy. Luke, what colour would your lightsaber be if you could choose? I- Ah, I lean toward green. I love green. I just love the Return of the Jedi, Luke lightsaber. But maybe, I don't know, man. I can't help but say yellow. 
I love yellow. I love, I love the yellow. Yeah. I, uh, I have a yeah, feeling yeah, Matty yeah, Boy might yeah. be. Go on. Go on. <laughs> ah, that was mine as well. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know it. And not it's just a the obvious. sick colour. But it just looks great. Yeah, obviously the Temple Guards had it in Rebels and that, but seeing Ray with it in the end of Trust, it, it, come on. Who wouldn't want a yellow lightsaber, bro? Come on, we do. Look at us. Oh, it's beautiful. Love me. But so, Love um, me. Yellow, Kelly. We're both going yellow. So uh, that, how about that? I mean, it's perfect, isn't it? It's perfect. Great question there, Kelly. Uh, Jamie Richards, when do I get to be a guest? I I love it. I love it. This might be my favorite question. Matty boy, go on. I'll answer Jamie's question. Who? I'm sorry, Jamie. Um, Jamie's a really decent artist, actually. If you haven't checked out uh, Jamie's uh, on Instagram, it's only Jamie1. He's a very decent artist, uh, and I mean that genuinely as well. Go check it out. Hey, look, we're always up for talking art. We've always got ideas for um for round tables and things like that where we get artists on or concept art or whatever it might be so um the choice of chance will always be there mate it's just as and when we get around to getting those particular episodes scheduled in but hey look we've got we love any aspect of art in star wars so we're always down for a chat fella yeah yeah we love our artists and we love our like art community um, yeah. because there's so many talented people out there like you said matty boy um alternatively you can sign up to our patreon patreon.com sessions uh, because there is a tier on there where you are guaranteed uh, to appear on a round table and you can pretty much choose the topic or we can offer it to you but um there's that too so just saying i'm just saying this guy gets it. Well done, mate. That's what we were leading up to the whole time. I yeah. But, <laughs> That's uh, it. Yeah, no, that is another point choice, though, mate. So, uh, yeah, no, we've always got we've always got plans. And when it comes to art, concept art, at fan art, then it, we generally do have things like that listed down on our ideas to do spreadsheet. So um, you never know, mate. It could be sooner than you think. Uh, but you know, thank you very much for keeping us in mind, big boy. Um, from one Jamie to another, Jamie Garwood. He said, "Well." This is a this is a question we have answered, but we're always happy to say again. What is the backstory of you two meeting, and is it canon? Yes, it's canon. It's uh, canon. Luke, how do we meet? Right, we met online on a forum called The Cantina, a subsidiary of Star Wars News Network. We met on there in 2017. Right, uh, you posted yes. it. Yeah, and Matty Boy was asking, where in the world are you from? I said I was from Basildon, Essex. I worked there. Matty Boy was like, oh, me too. Where do you work? Turned out we were only a few feet away from each other the whole time. What's funny is I I actually recognized Matt's like profile from previous conversations, like on different threads on the forum. (laughs) Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, turned out we, we, we were only a short distance away. And uh, yeah, we started meeting up for coffee. And that's kind of like the birth of the sessions. Um, of course, it's canon. I would strongly recommend going and listening back to our 100th episode, which has a cheesy but grand audio drama of how we met. Yes, Jamie. sir. So go and enjoy that. Yes, sir. Go check it. I always think sometimes, imagine if Luke wasn't perusing that particular forum that day to see that particular thread none of this would have been happening so or alternatively if i just didn't care where anybody was from none of this would be happening so 
Uh, yeah. Really interesting. But yeah, 100th episode has a entire audio drama on it. So go check that out, mate. Yep, absolutely. Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson, Max Rebo from Return of the Jedi, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Up next, we got a cheeky voice message from our boy. We've not heard him in a long time, but we're welcoming, welcoming, welcoming him back. Well, I don't know why that was a hard one to say, but it was apparently. Uh, it's the rural farm boy. Let's hear his cheeky voice message. Howdy, Maddie, Luke. It's rural farm boy. Coming along for episode 150. I was humbled and grateful to be a part of episode 100. Because yours have been in my playlist from your very start, as I mentioned 50 episodes ago. Them years pack in the Star Wars News at Cantina was where we met. So you want any and all questions? Well, mine's, of course, going to be in relation to Star Wars. Well, the former, how folks call it nowadays, cosplayer, as I was one, former member of 501st Legion, Served my time as a stormtrooper and a high pilot, Imperial Royal Guard and such. My questions to you too, and this don't have to be in relation to the Empire or the 501st. If Maddie and Luke's going to do a cosplay, as it said now, what's your choice? Anything in that galaxy? You a bounty hunter? Part of the Rebellion? One of the Denzians that we see here and thereabouts in the galaxy? And we've seen quite a many. That's my questions for you too. If you're going to do a cosplay, what's it going to be? Soft goods, armor, bounty hunter? Can't wait to hear what you got. And that'll be episode 150 comes in my playlist. So tell them, boys. May the force be with you. See you on the radio. What an absolute G unit. We love to hear it all the way from uh, the US, our rural farm boy. Um, cosplaying, Matty boy, what are you saying, mate? Who are you cosplaying as? Uh, good shout all the way from Pennsylvania. Um, I would go as an Ugnaught because I don't think I'd in too many prosthetics. I'm about the right height as well. Um, I would also would love to I now go as... Yeah, I have spoken. I'd love to go as a major domo from the Book of Boba Fett. How cool would that be? Because you, 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 you're just in robes. You've got your leku. Other than that, you just got to be an insufferable so and so who people uh, eventually start to really like. So, I think I'd like to go as the major domo. Um, I can't do an impression at the minute because my COVID-affected voice won't allow me. But um, Ugnaughts major domo. I don't think I could pull off uh, any other star wars characters well without wearing a helmet and i don't mean that self-deprecatingly but i was thinking i was like i don't look like anyone in star wars which is annoying i'd love to say poe dameron but i can't pull off that vicious handsomeness that oscar isaac brings to the role so uh, i'd go for an ugnaught or a mate or the major domo but what about you mate right for me it's a simple one malakili the rancor <laughs> keeper <laughs> yes Yes. I mean, how cool would that be? Imagine if, like, a load of us just turned up to celebration as that or Comic Con as that. As Rangorians. Huh? I could be a Gamorian with a new dad bod. Imagine that. 
You could be that Malakili. Would be sick. We, we're just like an entourage of Jabber's lads. <laughs> Jabber's folk. <laughs> Jabber's menagerie. It, 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 mate, it, it, would work. it would work really, really well. Yeah, Malakili, rural farm boy. That's who I'd choose. Erdo. Erdo. There we go. Some filth choices there. If we get to 100 patrons by the end of the month, Luke will dress as Malakili just for fun. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll make sure he does. So uh, thank you very much for that RFB. Uh, next question is from Joe Caster, who, who said, <laughs> what have been your personal favourite episodes to record so far uh, of the sessions, I assume? Lukey boy? Oh, man, there's been a lot. I know we've already mentioned the Andor stuff. Yeah, that oh, was man. That was just surreal that was surreal because it was there and it felt like you could touch the set yes. that was really really fun and the interactions loved- which we didn't record as well which all made it up we couldn't record which no, made that- it as well yeah absolutely absolutely uh, i love the nerd base special that we did that was really great um i love the uh, mcm co- episodes yeah. um, but then again i i really enjoy when we do deep dives I really enjoy when we do like character studies and whatnot. We did. Um, you are what you grow. Be- we are what you grow beyond. Yeah. Um, this we deep dive this scene between Luke and Yoda in the Last Jedi, and I loved that. I really, really enjoyed that. I loved doing the research for that. We did a deleted scenes episode. That was really fun. Yeah. I can't pick. I can't pick just one. I really, really, really can't um, because there, there are just so many. There are so many that I really, really genuinely adore. Everything from the recaps, Mandalorian recaps, Book of Boba recaps, um, and there's going to be plenty more that I enjoy too. But I I really do have a soft spot for the deep dives. What about you, Matt? What are you saying, man? Yeah, we, got to, we haven't done a deep dive for ages. We've got to do one soon. Um, oh, they're coming. They're, they're coming. I've our episode, so I know. Um yeah, I, I do enjoy doing those. We did one on Ray Skywalker. We did one on the tragedy of the Jedi. Uh, we did the Japanese influences on the Last Jedi, which I think was a fabulous episode. Um, I've enjoyed the interviews. Like obviously, Ahmed Best was a gentleman. Guy Henry, I loved talking with Guy Henry. Uh, Misty Roses was great as well. Brendan Wayne, everyone. Mm-hmm. Dee Dominic, I mean, mm-hmm. I could go on forever. Um, but yeah, the ones out and about have been different source. I've enjoyed those, but also. Some of my favourites to record have been the pubcasts because yeah. we get to do it in a park, in a pub, on a park bench, you know, the with the elements of get in a Greg's, you know, it's but it's always good chat, it's always good combo, and it's uh there's something about those episodes which are I certainly hope our patrons will attest, they seem to, are great fun. They they're good fun and we get to get our opinions across just as well, but in a different setting. So um, the deep dives for me as well, the character studies, but also I really do enjoy a podcast, mate. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. I do love the podcast, especially when we've got beer upon hand. <laughs> yeah. Drinky, drinky. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> do you remember the really uh, nasty beer that I got from Chumps? We went to Chumpsford after we went oh, to yes, the BBC, BBC Essex. Oh, that was yeah. not. But it uh, wasn't a rude. It was, it was a flipping like it was rouge. Rude beer. They called it a rouge, didn't they? Yeah, but it was like completely different to other rouge beers I've had. That's right. Like Belgian rouge, rouge, rouge beers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My beer yeah. was fine because I think I just went for a normal uh, ale of some sort of some sort. And Luke went for, you. Were, I, I think like, you oh. were the, uh, 
adventurous one that night and did it bite you yes yeah it happens it happens when you when you when you push push your limits a little bit sometimes you know but that's fine you have wins you have losses so exactly there you go jocasta (laughs) (laughs) we ended up talking about beer as per usual uh shane (laughs) asks this star wars come dine with me what are you cooking and who's coming round matty boy what were you doing um ray skywalker (laughs) It's obvious, though, isn't it? Come right. On. There's, there's one yeah. done already. Um, yep. <laughs> Dark Ray. Uh, no. Uh, Ray Skywalker. Obi-Wan Kenobi from the prequels and Bail yeah. Organa. Because Ray, because she's great. Obi-Wan from the prequels. Can you imagine the bants and the meme potential just by having Obi-Wan there? Plus, the Clone Wars shows he loves a drink. And Bail Organa, because, well, you need someone to have a bit of, you know, a bit of uh, reverence for at the table. He's got almost like the dad. You can, you know, mm. Bail Organa can tell a good wine. He knows his wine just by looking at that man. So, um, I'd have a, a mix of uh, a mix of personalities there. What would I serve them? Come on, mate, give them a prawn cocktail to start with. I don't want to get their hopes up too high. Prawn mm. cocktail, yeah. For a main, a lamb rogue and Josh with an extra extra bit of spice kicked into it to see who can handle it. And oh. for dessert, a tiramisu because I like tiramisu, and if they don't. I do. So <laughs> that's my menu, mate. And that's my guest list. Who you, who you uh, inviting to Shea Bly? Oh, right. Okay. Uh, Palpatine circa seagull haircut. <laughs> uh, Ponda Baba. <laughs> Ponda Baba. Um, one of the younglings <laughs> that Anakin killed. Uh, yeah. And it's all going to be served via Death Star droid. Ironic. Oh. Yes, that's right. That's Ironic. right, Seagull Palpatine. You're right. Um, yeah, love a bit of Seagull Palpatine. I think the conversation could be grand there. Pon- Ponder Baba there, having a few too many. <laughs> and Palpatine, that's good news. Oh, no, that's Obi-Wan. Come closer, <laughs> Alec, and I have good news. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. See, it's all, you know, getting confused. Oh, you know me. Blends um, into one. Yeah, it's come time with me. The food. Oh, I don't know. Probably I'm going to go a bit bougie for, okay. for starters. Um, one of my favorites is, and shout out to, um, the Swedish Jedi herself, Matilda Backland. Whoop. She'll know all about this. I love a dish called Skagen. It is a, it's a Scandinavian dish. It's like a folk dish and it's, oh man, it's just absolutely delicious google it it's like a fish dish like prawns in this like mix on it's actually like just on a toast it's a really folky dish i had a restaurant in london and it was absolutely grand absolutely grand um for maine oh man that's tough because i'm with palps i've got to impress i've got to impress i'm thinking maybe a lobster and I do mm. like a lobster. You do have to have a bit of patience when you're having a lobster. That's the thing. But when you've got a proper like lobster tail, oh my word, it is. My mouth's watering. Palpatine mouth's- played a long game from from you know to take over the Republic and betray. Yeah, he he, know, he he knows about patience. Republic Empire. Somehow he returned. He knows lobster about tail. It. Loves it. Loves it. And for dessert, I'm going to gather everyone round and be like, look, guys, we're just going to go for something quite simple here. My wife's brownies. They're going to go, come closer, I have good news. And we're just going to annihilate it. They are incredible. They (laughs) They are are really good. So, so nice. They are really good. I'm actually not, believe it or not, I'm not the biggest dessert guy. 
Oh, so yeah. I'm I'm happy to kind of um I like I like desserts, but a lot of them are um yeah, a lot of them are like just frozen and imported anyway. So I don't know. I've, I again, I you know, full of opinions, maybe. I've got opinions for days. So with a with a desserts and stuff, I'm like, eh, you know, take it. Or leave oh, I it. love a dessert, as you could probably tell by knowing or looking at me. I love a dessert. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, mate. Uh, I'll Shane, take him for McFlurry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we'll just go down a drive through. Come on, eh? uh, splashing yeah. the cash too much. That lobster's expensive. Yeah. Um, Shane, mate, you're a king. Uh, next question was from Kate Bailey. She said, "Hey, fellas, hey." Who would be your dream Star Wars guest to have on the sessions? Keep up the spicy work, Kate. Uh, Dream guest, mate, for the show. There's loads, isn't there? I always think Mark Hamill looks like such good fun. Yeah, he's 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 so conversational and he he, he's just so proud of what he's done and he loves what he does and i think there's not a great deal of people who are like that and i think he'd be great but there's there's loads there's loads um yeah maybe even yeah maybe even someone like pablo hidalgo you know Mm -hmm. just to be like and i'd love to just i want to just hear honest thoughts and stuff because they all got their favourites, they all got their opinions. You know, this week, Pablo was tweeting like, "Oh yeah, it was great to see Rogue One trending again." And it's like, yeah, he loves Rogue One. I don't know if we'd do that with other uh, some of the other films. I'm not sure. No. I'm not sure. It'd be it'd be great. So, and actually, that applies to a lot of the Lucasfilm guys, like Kathleen Kennedy. Imagine that. Imagine that. That would be incredible. Like a kind of world exclusive Kathy Kennedy chat. And of course, goes with San Georgie boy, Lucas, come on, come, come on. on. May boy. What do you reckon, man? Oh, any of those, as long as I could be honest and actually talk and not be like, well, I can't talk about this. That just get out there. Um, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. good shout. Sir. I'd love to get Doug Chang on one day. Talk about his concept art from, you know, take taking over the baton from the great Ralph McQuarrie um, was Doug Chang. Um, Ian McDermott, come! I'd love oh. to speak with Ian McDermott about Palpatine. I would give my right arm. Uh, Hayden Christensen, <laughs> Hayden Christensen. I'd speak to Hayden about it, or similar to like the Ahmed Best story. I'd love to speak with Hayden. Um, anyone who worked behind the scenes on the OT, just for their experiences on those films, and um, Daisy Ridley as well. Why not? Um, yeah. So. You know, I'd love yeah any 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 of those. Like Hayden, Ian, especially Ian McDermott. I would love Ian on the show. Hayden, Daisy, Doug Chang, yeah, George, Mark, Harrison. I would love to speak to any of these people. So you know, if you're listening, guys, come on, come along, jump on the Essex Falcon. Yeah, jump on, jump on. We're gonna love it. You love it. We love it. Come the on. younglings, the Padawans, love it. Um, Josh Glover, Glover, smother your mother, ask this. Would you rather spend the rest of your life alone on a desert island with Jar Jar Binks, not allowed to kill or eat him, <laughs> or eat five kilograms of Chewbacca's foot hair without a drink, or let Bobby Rod direct every new piece of Star Wars content for the rest of the decade? Anything but- apart from the latter. <laughs> I jest, I jest. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, what go do on, Matt. Go on. Um, oh, mate, I'd, Jar Jar, mate. I'd, I'd spend, at least in a desert island, you've got someone to talk to. Um, he's going to get old eventually and become, obviously, a bit more tolerable like he did. He became a clown. Um, it, but And also, 
I reckon he'd be the kind of he's he's a bit daft, Jar Jar. So if I said, "Oh look, there's a bear, go and kill it so he can eat it," Jar Jar would do it. Probably get killed himself, but you know he could do a lot of the hard work, which I didn't want to do. Um, so you could kind of manipulate his goodwill uh, for somehow. But um, I wouldn't mind having a bit of a life of Jar Jar. At least he got someone to talk to. I'm not eating Chewie's foot hair and Bobby Rod directing every piece of content for the next decade. Give me the foot hair. No, I I've got nothing against Bobby Rod, but. I think it'd be Jar Jar for me, mate. What about you? Right, it's quite, it's a great question, um, but I think we're going off the assumption that Wookie hair, foot hair, doesn't taste good. It probably does taste good, and I might no be drink preparing so. it. I might be preparing it a certain way. Do you know what I mean? I might be uh, like, no, I, th- I think I think we're looking too much into it. I think it's pretty much no, just going to uh, snip it from Chewie's foot and eat um, it. Uh, no, my boy. I'm gonna get my uh, my good, like a lawyer involved. Um, yeah, actually, <laughs> um, actually, uh, actually, uh, Twitter user. Trilogy, uh, actually, sequel trilogy is going to be uh, taken away from canon. So it's all, canonized. Yeah, it's all going to be recon. They're going to make new ones. Filoni's taken over. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Dream on. Um. Anyway, yeah. Shoot. Probably Chewbacca, because if you're on the desert island, mate, you're not going to watch any more Star Wars. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but, but it sounds like we're living in the universe anyway. You know, we well, even to be with Jar Jar, you've got to eat Chewie's foot, so we would be in Star Wars, surely. Oh, true. But then we wouldn't be watching Star Wars. Or if we were in the real world, we'd have to watch Star Wars by Bobby Rod for a decade. Oh, I'm going to go bad, actually. Yeah, I suppose that's a hard one. Might have to go with Bobby Rod. Well, I'm thinking about that too now, actually, because it's only a decade. For the rest of the decade. Yeah, 2022. Yeah, that's true. And someone could always like snipe him or something. <laughs> We don't condone him getting sniped on the no, show. No, we don't. By the way. I'm joking, by, guys. By the end of it, that. maybe Ryan Johnson's trilogy will be released as well. Hey, hey, how about that, eh? How about oh, that? Mate. All right, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Bobby there Rod we go, Glover, be. you naughty boy. Oh, you made me change my mind now. Nice one, Glover. Uh, Shane Ward Jr., penultimate question now. He said, what do you predict will be the next big wow moment from Star Wars? Oh, wow. Uh, what's going to be the next wow. big wow moment from Star Wars, big man? Probably Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Probably Kenobi. I think a few things are going to happen in Kenobi. A few things are going to go down. Um, I don't want to elaborate on it too much because there is so, so much to talk about. Um, but I think the Kenobi series, then Mandalorian season three, I think Andor could be a surprise. I think a lot of people are going to fall in love with Andor. But then ultimately, I think, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't replace that cinematic feeling, you know, mm-hmm. a Star Wars film, a Star Wars film back on the big screen. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Great question, Shane. What are you saying, Matty boy? Um, probably can uh, be as well. Um, I can't think of anything that's coming out in the future that's going to top what could possibly come from Kenobi. Um, maybe the meeting between Anakin and Ahsoka in the Ahsoka series. We know Hayden's in it. So maybe that's going to be a wow moment. Like, wow, we're finally seeing those two on screen together, live action, um, moving away. And another kind of like Vader-esque moment in the Fallen Order sequel. You know, could we get another? Because that moment was big for a lot of people. Like, wow, this, this Vader. 
I don't know who, who's the armorer. Will there be a big reveal about who the armorer is? I don't know, but I think it's going to be Emily something... Swallow. Well, yeah, exactly. It's Emily Swallow. It's not going to be anyone else. It's, it's Emily Din's Swallow. Din's mum. Yeah, no. Um, it's going to come from Kenobi, mate. It has to, I think. Cinematically, maybe. Because if Rogue Squadron was the next cinematic film, then obviously you've got to... I'm thinking, right, I wonder what the wow moment could have been from that. But um, just seeing it on the big screen would have been a wow moment. So, But I think, yeah, I think Kenobi will be the next wow moment. Not just because it's the next thing coming out, but I think there's big things cooking on that show, mate. Yes. What you got cooking? Um, right. Okay. Shane, thank you so much for that. And, and we're down to our last question, mate, boy. I never thought we'd get here, but we're here. Jake, a.k.a. Poe Dameron, top lad. Lad. What do you think is so uniquely different about being a Star Wars fan in the UK, if anything? What a question. I like that. Go on, mate, boy. Because we've chatted about this before, haven't we, mate? You know, uh, just like personally. So Yeah, the accent. Go on, man. <laughs> That's the main thing. Yeah. Everyone, everyone sounds different. No, yeah, I think for us in the UK, we can speak about this only from our own experience. And it, for me, it feels more communal, more communal. It's more family-like for me, the experience of being a Star Wars fan in the UK, because we're only a little island. So it comes down to little things like, hey, look, there's a convention in in Blackburn, that's, you know, that's two, three hours away. Sounds like a lot, but we can get there easily. And it's on the other side of the country. And it feel, it's, it, it makes everything feel smaller, more connected. Whereas obviously in the States or any other big country, you know, three hours, you're probably still in the same state for a lot of people. Whereas in the United Kingdom, you're on the other end of the country almost. So, um, it, there's, there's more of a, for me, again, I'm not, they obviously get down the States or, or anywhere in around the world. It's not just the States. We have listeners, internationally but i think for the uk yeah it, just how we do things over there it's a lot more tight knit we're very passionate over here obviously the the original films were filmed here so there's almost that kind of ownership over the star wars as a whole and a lot of them still film obviously at pinewood um so i don't know it, it, for me it just feels a lot more a lot more communal you know we, we everybody gets together more often because we can do and it's just a British way of life, isn't it? We just get together, we have a laugh about Star Wars, and we have a point. I think, to me, that's what it is. It, it's the f- it's the family like feeling that this family yeah. has in the UK. That's what I've t- that's what I've taken from it, especially being part of it for so long now. There's a real communal feel, and that's not just the sessions community. That's across you know the conventions we've been to, Elstree, and all the other ones, Nerdbase and whatnot. And everyone just comes together and there's a real love for Star Wars and it feels like everything gets made smaller because we're only a little place. Mm. Yeah, we're a little place geographically with a big population. So it's not like we've got like um, just a couple people turning up in a room. Like there's a lot of us. Oh, yeah. But there are not more obviously- of us. Right. We're just densely populated and that's, yeah. it feels, it feels cozy. Just expanding on that. It's cozy. I like yes. that. Especially, I think we're, we're very fortunate living in the Southeast where we've got London on our doorstep. Um, and a lot of the filming locations are in the UK. Um, and like Matty Boy said, a lot of the productions are over here. Just like what we said earlier, and or we woke up one day, we found, well, no, we didn't wake up one day. It was after some investigation. We found out that Andor was filming 10 minutes from, from our home. 
You know, that's mad. That's ridiculous. That doesn't happen in many places. And that feels, that feels really good. Um, I think it is actually, it's a funny one because it, we are on the doorstep of London and we have the European premieres there. We have yes. Star Wars exhibitions there. We have Lucasfilm there. The films are made there. When a film is being made, usually the director lives in London for a little bit. Like in not many cities are you going to see Harrison Ford and John Boyega in South London having Nigerian oh, in food. In Peckham. Yeah. In Peckham, right? It's not, it's, that doesn't happen often. And, um, yeah, I think that's probably one of the, the, the most different things about it. I think sometimes as well, and I don't know if this is just because of us, like in our little slice of listenership and Star Wars fandom, is that we stay out the drama a little bit. Yeah, no time. Do you for know that. what I mean? Like, I don't know what it is. I think, I think, um, I think cult, I think that plays into a bit of culture as well. Like, Brits prefer to say things if they got like real, real, real shady opinions. Not all the time, yeah. I'm generalizing here, but they'll set behind closed doors. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know exactly, what I mean? man. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. I don't know. I I think as well. One word: the pub. Well, pub. <laughs> two words. Yeah, <laughs> two words. Pub. pub <laughs> one pub, word. Pub. Pub. I I man, just like going to a comic con and then going to a pub after. It's great. It's just, it's grand. Like, it, there's not much better than that. Honestly, it is just a different vibe. It is a different vibe. And uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're more similar than we're different, though, right? And as yes. a Star Wars fan, we're a global, we're a global family of geeks. You know, borders don't really matter that much. No, I hear that. And there's probably people around the world listening that thinking, that's what it's like here. And it, pr- it probably is. And yeah. I, I really hope it is because what we have in the UK is 99% of the time is absolutely marvellous. And um, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe at some point in the next month or two, hopefully sooner, we've got to actually go to the pub and do a pubcast in the pub now that we can. So let's oh, get man. that sorted out, mate. But um, yeah, that, that's I think that's uh, a really nice way to wrap up episode 150 with a kind of like a, a UK fandom question. So Jake, a.k.a. Mm. Poe Dameron, nice one thank you very much for that and thank you Brilliant. everyone who has provided questions for us this episode we certainly hope we've answered them as well as you'd liked and we hope you've enjoyed listening to them lukey boy that is 150 done though how are you feeling 150 done and mate i feel 100 and episodes wiser <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, it's it's an absolute pleasure and a joy doing this. I love it. I love it. There's, I think we said not long ago, there's not many things that I can jump on and chat about, you know, every single week, week in, week out, and still get new stuff from it, still get new opinions from not just us, but our listeners and questions. And yeah, with Star Wars, you're able to do that. It is a big mythos, and uh, I, I adore that. I adore that. Yeah, it's great. Well, I hear that there's there's not many things which I l- will look, would look forward to taking up an evening of my week doing, but our sessions, mate, I am all up for that every week. Uh, generally, as well, I think I'm thinking, what else would I rather do? What else would I like to have blocked out? Nah, nothing. Star Wars talk works for me, mate. So, uh, yeah, 150 down. Looking forward to the next 150 episodes to come. Who knows what we'll be doing in our 300th episode? Maybe we'll do it in space. Who knows? But. 
Um, that is going to be that. That's going to be time for our 150th episode to end. That is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. Thank you again, everyone, for contributing. You guys make the show as wonderful as it is. So thank you so much. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and we will be there. Just search Star Wars Sessions. Uh, Drop us a voice note or a message to our email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. And don't forget about that Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes, sir. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Audible, Amazon Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy. You can find a podcast. You will find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice, which now includes Spotify. So five stars really helps the show grow, introduces new listeners, and it's another way for us to hear from more of you guys each and every week. Yeah, absolutely. We love those reviews. Get them in and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell Balogana, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. The castle spicier. Yes, sir. Tell Luke Bly, the best co-host in the galaxy. And this is the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> so until next time from me, see ya. And from that, Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke, Luke, ah, yeah, hundred fifty episodes. That's it, mate. That's out of it. I'm gonna go use the loo now. Same. <laughs> yeah. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. Tell that to Kanja Club.